So I just kind of give you the heads up. Oh, sorry. Uh, wait, sorry. Oh, it's all right. It, 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 if uh, if you have any background noise, mute. If you don't have any background noise, don't worry too much about it. Just sometimes people have stuff going on in the background. The Union Unwanted, it is a show for uh, any new listeners that was put together by Sam Tripoli, myself from uh, the Ripple Effect podcast, and Charlie Robinson from Macroaggression, Sam obviously from Tinfoil Hat, and then our friend, which hopefully will be joining us uh, tonight, Midnight Mike from OBDM show. And it is a show where we bring together people from all different backgrounds, all different researchers, content creators, thinkers, and we just bring minds together and, and share this information, share conversation. It became a community. It's, be, it's become a community where we all support each other, help spread each other's work and information and people network afterwards. So it's become a great thing. And and, and today we have, we always try to have a, a extra special guest because I don't want to say special guest because they're all special guests, but a extra special guest, uh, Dr. Judy Mikovich, who is a, gr it's great time to have her on because Obviously, with all the censorship stuff going on, obviously, with all the pushing of the vaccine, her story is more relevant than ever. And we also have some some newcomers, which when you guys get a chance to uh, to talk, you know, just jump in anytime you have a moment or, or you see an uh, opportunity to jump in. But make sure if you're new to the show, just give a little brief description of who you are and, and, and maybe your show or whatnot. But uh but thank you, uh, Dr. Judy, for being with us. We're all huge fans. I, thanks, Tim and Ernest and everybody else who helped me uh, get in contact with you to, to, to come on. But um, I just think your story is more relevant than ever. So for people who might not, well, I don't know, who wouldn't know who you are in your story, but any uh, anybody who, who might not be familiar with your story and, and also maybe get into the censorship aspect of it, because really people like yourself and many of us who've been talking about the vaccine issue and Big Farm and all this stuff, we've seen this censorship stuff happen over and over again in the past so none of this is really surprising to many of us but uh can we get a little bit of just a, a brief description of your story and your background and then if anybody wants to uh, jump in with questions for you or whatnot oh sure um well basically i'm a career um a scientific research scientist national cancer institute out in industry at university um 22 years of the national cancer institute well in 2009 we discovered we isolated for the first time and and associated with a disease, a new family of retroviruses, AIDS-like viruses, um, and basically um, published it in the journal Science after you know almost eight months in, under review. And I had no idea then that the government was attempting to make it all go away because they knew a lot that I didn't know. It did finally get published October 8th, uh, 2009 in the journal Science, and it was accompanied by a 
um, an opinion article about what this means, you know, one new virus, how many old diseases. Well, over the course of about uh, of the next two years uh, uh, until 2011, um, it they hit hard literally from the day it came out. Um, mostly the UK started it, um, but the, the, the group that wanted to hide what chronic fatigue syndrome really was, myalgic encephalomyelitis, inflammation of the spine, um, uh, the spinal cord and brain, hide, hide that and hide the fact that um, literally the blood supply and vaccines had been contaminated with this family of viruses, of mouse viruses, um, dozens, if not hundreds of them. Um, and uh, the most likely way they got into humans and, and all of the studies showed between four and 6% of the controls um, were um, you know, healthy people, the controls, um, four to 6% were um, infected um, worldwide. Uh, and that both in the UK and in the United States, it was clear with a couple of studies we did that, that, um, that it was the blood supply that and contaminated vaccines, polio vaccines, MMR vaccines, flu vaccines, um, contaminated not only with it, it was called XMRV um, because it was xenotropic was the X um, foreign. It came from, it was the most closely related to murine leukemia virus viruses and those viruses are associated with neurological diseases including parkinson's alzheimer's all of that um uh and and, and the, it's a retrovirus and so the the big oh my god was the lab workers were zero converting um meaning they were getting infected it was a contagious a contagious cancer and neuroimmune disease family of viruses that were coming from contaminated vaccines and a blood supply that had been contaminated back to the days of HIV. So when HIV was isolated, um, Peter Duisberg and a number of other scientists say HIV didn't cause AIDS. And over the next, you know, and, and really um, over the next few years, um, another virus that the, the reason so many men died um, in, in, in the first or infected individuals died in the first few years is they were almost certainly infected with um, both families of viruses, both types of retroviruses that took out different parts of the immune system and they died really quick. Well, over the next two years, the government covered it up. I refused to renounce the data and every piece of data told us more and more association. And I, I really believe the kicker, which is interesting um, with respect to what happened in the last week is the kicker was we associated it with a disease called idiopathic thrombocytopenia. Well, on the data safety sheets of MMR vaccines, idiopathic thrombocytopenia, bleeding disorder, platelet, uh, deadly plate disorder that had long been associated with MMR vaccination in hot lots and things like that. And, and now you can pretty well put it all together that um, it's the, you know, it, it's that that family of viruses. And we also have uh, an endogenous retrovirus called HERV-W um, that is the envelope alone of that family of viruses. So it cross-reacts our human. It's called the, the protein that is made is called syncytin. 
And what do you think's expressed in the coronavirus vaccine? And what do you think I think um, COVID-19 really is, is it's weaponized HIV, XMRV, and of course the coronavirus is the ACE2 receptor. So when you put that in that vaccine and you express only the message and you stop it from being degraded the way your immune system would normally degrade it because they clipped the parts because RNA degrades really quickly in the blood. It's just not something that God allows to be floating around in your blood. Um, (laughs) It's a danger signal. It turns on, you know, that it it starts a fire in your immune system, in your endocannabinoid system, go turn off the fire and, and, and send fire trucks like chemokines trafficking to the sites of tissue injury. The expression of syncytin alone in 2004 was associated with multiple sclerosis. And um, in the clinical, in, in the trials and the people who had been severely injured um, with um, the mRNA vaccines from Moderna and Pfizer, one, uh, at least one person has gotten um, myalgic encephalomyelitis, chronic fatigue syndrome, inflammation of the brain and spinal cord that was marginalized by Tony Fauci and our government. Um, just a, a doctor, a 58-year-old doctor in Florida died of ITP a few days ago um, within um, two weeks of getting the vaccine. The quick reaction, he developed ITP and died. That's idiopathic thrombocytopenia. And um Several in the trials got multiple sclerosis. And of course, Bell's palsy has long been associated with HIV and other retroviruses. So I think you can see, um, you know, this is why the big and, and so we wrote three books, Plague, Plague of Corruption and, and a book, The Case Against the Mass. You can find them all, um, you know, theoretically, they're supposed to be sold um, at all major booksellers, but they're heavily censored right now. You, I can't even buy the book about the case against the mass because wearing the mass will drive the will activate the expression of not only syncytin your endogenous one um, but um, the latent viruses that have been injected in the flu vaccines and the data show that the flu vaccines drive the pandemic and and we know there are lots of gamma retroviruses and other rna viruses coronaviruses there so i guess the the big uh oh we all stumbled on um was um plague of corruption which published april 14th of 2020 read like prophecy and then of course pandemicseries.com where you can see part 1 which came out may 4th where i was it was vicky willis was literally supposed to be doing a promotional video for plague of corruption which was actually completed and in press in the fall, I'd say October of 2019. So when you look at indoctrination and you see they hold event 201, which I had no idea about, but but Mickey and others did. And then you see how they just wrapped it around. They've been doing this plague of corruption for 20 years. They, they, they know they've been that the vaccines were causing um, MMR in the most susceptible populations who happen to be um, blacks and Hispanics and, and blacks, uh, blacks under three years old, if given, um, if given MMR, were um, fourfold more likely to get 
um, autism than white boys, which was high even twofold. But again, it was it was associated very strongly with the with the vaccines and a contaminated blood supply. And and we'd been lied to as a country in a world for um decades while the patients were stigmatized and denied denied treatment the women were called crazy with um with chronic fatigue chronic fatigue syndrome you know tony fauci marginalized that and now everybody's calling it long-haul covid it's not long-haul covid you you know and and you're going this vaccine will kill that six percent of the world that's infected with these viruses and i believe that's the intention and they'll be cremated You'll burn, you destroy the evidence um, and um, that that it had anything to do with these viruses or, in fact, that they even exist. They wiped them out of the literature. Um, real good job um, over the last decade of, you know, literally um, trying to destroy anybody who realized the truth. Um, killed Jeff Bradstreet. There's a whole chapter in the book, Scientists at Sea, how they murdered other people, including Brandy Vaughn and others. And, um you know, Timothy Cunningham of the CDC, who saw the flu shot killing people a couple of years ago. And what were they getting? They were getting that horrible cough. They gave they they put they got the coronaviruses in those flu shots years ago and actually cloned the viruses from the Spanish flu, the 1918 flu, cloned it out of people in Africa. I've got the publication um, and put it in the vaccines. The ones they gave to the Italians in in January of 2019, grown in dog cells. So it's pretty ugly out here right now, but that's the long and short of it. I hope that was um, (laughs) good with words. (laughs) Well, and and also share your story on the extent of censorship that that interview, I mean, overnight that documentary or that, you know, that interview with with Mickey Willis was everywhere. And then just as quickly it was disappearing everywhere and mickey willis when i talked to him on the ripple effect podcast he actually his show actually uh didn't show up i was getting screenshots of itunes you know it wasn't there so he was still getting censored even way after the height of the documentary i'm sure you went through some serious censorship Do, do you want to share some of that with us Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've been censored really. Um, as, as Ernie mentioned, Ernie was the only one who would talk to me <laughs> in our first book, you know, not one government official has said one word in our first book plague literally walks you through the government corruption. So that was heavily censored. I was written right out of science immediately as if every paper I ever wrote um, was fraud. We, we, and then, and that's the stories the book goes into how they forced the retraction um, of our paper literally while I was hiding on a boat as they surrounded my house a little bit like Roger Stone's as we put that story at the end of Plague of Corruption. So yeah, heavily, heavily censored. I can't even buy. So how they did it on the case against the mask, that book is the Skyhorse, the publisher shipped it um, to all the distributor, um, to Amazon, to Barnes and Noble, were New York Times best-selling authors um, um, from Plague of Corruption, and you know, kind of with that title, they every major bookseller and airports and everybody else has to put our books up, and none of them are anywhere, and we can't get the book, The Case Against the Mask. Um, But yeah, censored, taken down. Um, I think it's called shadow banning when they make your book. If if people search on Amazon or search engines for Plague of Corruption or 
any of our books really um they they don't come up they don't come up as being for sale some person one one of my friends literally had to go get the take the isbn number to to force barnes and noble to order it and barnes and noble wouldn't um bring it into the store they insisted to mail it directly to the person's so yeah it's it i mean then you've got a new york times bestseller the book was literally sold plague of corruption was sold out the first day it was available for sale um and um and and again still the most heavily censored um pandemic the movie but um mickey and 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 others did it like brian rose did a great job freedomplatform.tv to interview both um, Mickey and put the platforms together to get them out there. So you can still get all of these things. It's just um, uh, not easy. And especially my, my passion right now is the mask because this is really going to kill. It already killed a dear friend of mine and, it, and they are going to kill a lot more people, especially the kids with autism, the kids they've injured. So um, yeah, I, I, I'm not a person that, uh, you know, I'm really not out there at all. I was buried in a lab for 40 years, just loved what I did in in in, in isolating viruses and associating them with diseases and developing immune therapies and all kinds of treatments to um, help people. That's that's all I ever did. So I the censorship is something to me that's that's amazing. Just even I can't even take the falsehoods that are written about me um, off any of the sites. So I, I just don't like Wikipedia and things like that. You think that's why we're seeing all this talk about new strains because these masks and these latent viruses are going to start springing up and they need an excuse for them sort of thing? Because it seems like inevitably it's going to start getting more deadly and they're not going to say it's the vaccine. Right. And well, and, and in the there's in that I have a paper um, that was published in, in October or it was submitted in October 11 of, of 2011. I was fired September 29th and they thought my entire lab was locked down, my entire career, everything was taken from me. And that's all what's in the story of Plague of Corruption. And if you just read the last chapter, um, it talks about how they tried to get Frank Rossetti to throw everything away and autoclave and burn all the samples. So in fact, the paper that was submitted and published with all of these viruses in the Vero monkey kidney cells, they're already in there. They're already out there. There are dozens of coronaviruses, including Ebola's and the, the you know, the pathogenic and non-pathogenic strains. They, the, the mask will, and the crippling of your immune system will allow the evolution of more pathogenic strains because you're not allowing the virus virus um, to evolve naturally and the normal human immune system. It's the family of the common cold. These are very labile viruses. So yes, I do think that's that's the game plan. So that's why um, it's so imperative that we stop it now and everybody get the masks off and refuse any kind of shot ever because it's going to be seen. And I, I do believe I've been asked several times about why President Trump did the warp speed um, because I think I, I, I know he knew about 
about all all of the science. And I think he wanted it this the injury to roll out as quickly as possible so they couldn't shut it down. I, I could I could be wrong or that the the injury could be seen before, you know, the cabal or whatever, uh, um, the, the Biden Harris before they lock down more people and cause more injury. I just I think he really wanted it's so clear right now the injuries are the vaccine and nothing else. So, they, yeah, they're playing their little game with the strains, but they're getting caught. Yeah, I got a question. Um, uh, there's, uh, who is it, Satcharit Bhakti, uh, a virologist who come out and talked about the potential uh, cytostorms, which is like, apparently it's like antibodies that lives in your liver, your, um, your uh, lymph nodes and so on, that could potentially, because of the COVID vaccine that are creating these spike proteins and, and all this waste and everything that comes out of it. So they could potentially come and then attack and then cause a, Uh, autoimmune response, which actually, uh, I don't know if you got the, uh, heard about this, you probably have uh, the doctor that died in Miami, I believe it was, that died of an autoimmune response. If you can enlighten yeah, people Don, a little that's bit. What, that's what we were just talking about. The, 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 the autoimmunity is called idiopathic thrombocytopenia. And so it's a platelet. So you're, and in fact, I, I, I wrote a slideshow and that's what I just, I literally just walked in the door from flying back from um, Health Freedom, uh, uh, Ohio. And I showed what, how the bleeding disorders, because platelets will, will create like 40 times more the cytokine storm you're talking about. So they're little, um, they're megakaryocytes. They're, they're part of an immune response. And it's like really throwing a howitzer on things. And when your when your platelets um, um, are are depleted, the, those kinds of cancers and bleeding disorders are a cause of death. So the cytokine storm, the damage is so great that it literally shuts down your whole system. So yeah, I put all of the autoimmune diseases and description of that ITP into and and cancers caused by these viruses and that will be caused and accelerated by by these this so-called and, and in fact david martin we did uh dr david martin we did a a show last week with um sasha stone and um let's see uh rocco galati David Martin and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and I, and it was called Focus on Fauci. And in that in that particular um, discussion on, on what they were doing and playing this game, Dr. Martin made the very salient and important part that we've got to stop calling this va a vaccine. It's the vaccines are legally defined to stimulate immunity and disrupt transmission. This is this is literally a chemical path. It's a medical device and therefore it doesn't qualify under the EUA or anything else. It's a medical advice. You're injecting only the pathogenic part in an expression vector and you're just your your cells become a factory for producing these autoimmune antigens and um and and it will be deadly so we have to and david martin also um said that we have to stop calling this covid it's woo flu um and um because again sars cov 2 absolutely doesn't cause that disease and we're being lied to and the entire virus 
virus has never been isolated from a human and transmitted it to a human and shown by any criteria it's causative or associated with a disease by Koch's postulates or Hill's criteria. And that's what we did in, and I've done my whole life with um um, uh, we did it with XMRVs, but HTLVs, uh, HIVs, um, that um, all of the families of, of human retroviruses that are associated with diseases, um, you have to satisfy either Koch's postulates or Hill's criteria. The, the difference is mainly that it's unethical to inject the virus in people and um, and, and see if they get the disease. But we know that in fact, most of the people infected, or at least that we're being told are infected with SARS-CoV-2, which there's still no evidence that says anybody's infected with it. And the PCR test is just a piece of a coronavirus. And this is what Dr. Bhakti um, explained very well in that, in, in that hour long interview. He's absolutely, totally right. Um, they've never, you've got to isolate the entire thing, not pieces of it and clone it in a laboratory. That's not what exists in nature. And, and they know it. And that's a part a big part of the fraud being perpetrated on people. Um, the test does not describe a clinical disease. You can't call this a pandemic because nobody's dying. You have to have a death rate of a certain amount and you have to have an infectious agent. And neither of the two have been satisfied. They're saying a bunch of healthy people are cases and shutting down and locking down. And it's actually the masks and the flu shots driving disease and killing people as, as it has every year. And there's a lot of data to show the fraud of the CDC and all of that. You know, influenza disappeared into in 2020. I mean, what a fabulous virus this is. Uh, it, 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 it cured heart disease, um, uh, cancers, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, even, even death from auto accidents. What a great virus. Um, and everything. 22, the CDC normally classifies under the umbrella of um, flu, all causes of of, of upper respiratory infections, including pneumonias for which we have the Prevnar vaccines for 23 different bacterial pneumonias and in influenza. And, and this, this in 2020, um, only 22,000 people, according to the CDC, were pneumonia and influenza of all causes, and everybody else was labeled COVID and without any evidence to support it. Now in 2021, everybody's being called PIC. So forevermore, we're going to have pneumonia, influenza, and coronaviruses, and they're going to have a new vaccine and a new strain every year, just like they've done in the fraud and influenza so um, vaccines. So the vaccines drive the disease. They create, you know, flu season, and now um, they've just they've just added to the category and added to the fraud. Um, and it will be it will be deadly. There, I mean. It, it already is. So we've got it. This is one thing I wanted to make sure that she got in. That was a big revelation for me. When they talk about retroviruses all the time, you need to know what that is. RNA viruses are, you know, a, a genetic redo you, turn you into something else kind of shot stuff that they're doing. So I need to, you know, Dr. Judy, when she comes back here, I want to make sure that she explains to all of you influencers and people that 
you can understand what that means, what a retrovirus is and what it does. When she explained that to me years ago and we could see what was going to happen, I'm like, that is that is deadly, dangerous, and freaking, was it Dr. Moreau's Island kind of stuff. Yeah, so, and Ernie, actually, in the book, Plague of Corruption, I only have the German volume in my house right now. It's censored. But you could see this cartoon. There's some, in the book, A Plague of Corruption, there's some inset. And in this cartoon, um, Ernie's the one that got me to explain it so simply over the years. It's literally like, the bassomatic from Saturday Night Live. You just run the mice or the animal cells that you're producing the virus in the conveyor belt, and you, and you culture them with another type of, you know, like the Vero monkey kidney cell line. So you take the Mises pieces and you put it right there in this vat, this large fermenter, and then you just pull the stuff out and inject it directly into the most vulnerable. Um, in the society, in the society. So the difference, I'm just going to make it simple. The difference between a retrovirus and, and a coronavirus is that the retroviruses have a, a function, a gene called integrase. And that means it can integrate in the DNA, in the DNA and stay throughout the generation. So it stays there and it has to be silenced and latent and you have reservoirs and tissue reservoirs and every time you activate the immune system like with a vaccine and drive that cytokine storm you infect more and more and more cells only the family of retroviruses can do this um which is why the this you know the when they say asymptomatic carriers you know, they know that the virus is not going to be cleared because it's been weaponized to include an integrase function. So, yeah, it's uh, that's the simplest way to say it. You know, in uh, our coronaviruses are enveloped RNA viruses and retroviruses are enveloped. But the retroviruses have an RNA and a DNA blueprint and the RNA is re reverse transcribed to DNA. And then it's you literally cut open the genetic material and in insert the virus. And every time the cell replicates, the virus replicates. So you've got to, you know, and, and you, you create your own little virus factories. And so that's, um, that's, you know, what's going to be happening. This is going to be inserted into our genome, into the human genome from that from that drug, um, it's not a vaccine, from that drug, that medical device, and we're going to create pathos that can go through the pathology disease that can go through the generations. And so, um, and and really, we won't we won't have any idea the level of the devastation. But clearly, the most vulnerable in our society will be the ones to die with even the first shot, just like that doctor did. Why that doctor? nosocomial spread. Doctors and nurses, lab workers are exposed to everything. And that's chapter seven of our first book, um, Plague. The, oh my God, you mean all those sequences we saw in the 80s were real? The 70s or 80s, they used to just call them contaminants. And that's how they tried to take our work down, just saying our lab was contaminated with mouse PCR products. What is contaminated right now with PCR products is every lab in the world doing these and amplifying these viruses. It's, it's and you can um, catch it um by breathing it Dr. And Judy, I, I wanted to ask you something that you can share with these guys that uh you know clear this up 
uh-huh. big pharma, they do this. Is it, it certainly it's by intent, but intent okay. to what? To make us perpetually sick so that we're dependent on them or to change us at a genetic level to make us more or less something or both. I mean, what, what do you think it is? Well, I think over the last 20 years um, since HIV AIDS, I guess it's longer than that, 26 years since 1984, when Tony Fauci and Bob Gallo played their little games and did this um, and, and perpetrated fraud. And you can watch them because they wouldn't let us use the drugs that would have helped, like natural products, type one interferon, peptide T. The, you can watch the Dallas Buyers Club or the band played on and see that. So they've been doing it the entire time and then they use the toxic drug at too high a dose or the wrong time to take out like hydroxychloroquine and take the all of those things out of our use so then in the 80s it was make us sick and get rid of the deplorables the gays the iv drug users um um and um uh, prostitutes uh, whoever you know was was susceptible to um HIV and and blame them and make it think them think their fault. Right now it's cover up. Right now it's depopulate and and destroy. You will be sterilized. The genes and sitin from the gamma retrovirus we we all had we all carry that envelope is is necessary to have the placenta fuse to the 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 uterus wall. So so f- syncytia in virology is fused cells cells fused together. They forms in situ and that's when you look under the microscope that's how i you know say that there's a retrovirus being expressed that's how we know how to isolate you look under the microscope and then you you can see the patients that are forming syncytia and you see the coagulopathies the blood clotting the problems um it's a nightmare for so in the 80s it was let's make people customers for life um right now um everybody figured it out scientists the world everybody figured it out now it's kill kill as fast as possible and, and and destroy the human immune system and sterilize as many people as possible. Tina, I, I know, uh, you know, you have a very important story I'd love to hear. And I think the rest of us would like to hear too. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about your story? Uh, sure. Um, and thanks for letting me come on to tell it. Um, I was good friends with Brandy Vaughn who had learned the risk.org uh, who passed on December 7th unexpectedly. Um, Her background is that she was working for Merck Pharmaceuticals and they were selling the drug Vioxx years ago, which was killing hundreds of thousands of people. And she saw behind the scenes how they just continued to push sales regardless of the findings that were happening. And so she realized how corrupted the industry was and she got out of it. She felt like she had blood on her hands, but went on to live her life, had a baby, um, never had vaccinated her baby because she had, you know, dove into that subject, but she wasn't speaking out back then. And then back in 2015, um, California was trying to pass a bill, SB 277, to take away our rights to exemptions there. And that's when I kind of jumped in to start speaking out. And the first time I dabbled in politics and never again. <laughs> um, and I ended up meeting Brandy through groups online and I first started noticing her and paying attention to her because she was speaking out against the controlled opposition within the movement. And she got grabbed my attention because I already was having a lot of intuitive feelings about some of the people in the movement who are like so-called leaders 
who would say, no, 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 don't talk about, you know, it being poison or don't talk about it being toxic. Let's just talk about choice. And I would think, you can't tell. I, I, I wanted, I wish someone had told me the truth and I'm going to speak the truth. And so I already was kind of suspicious of some of these people, but had never heard of anything like controlled opposition. And one day Brandy went into a group where there was, it was a huge group in California and she started to name names, call out the controlled opposition and was like basically under fire because everybody was attacking her because, you know, some in the group when they're known leaders, they become almost like celebrities in the movement and you dare not say anything bad against these people. And I thought to myself, everything she says makes sense to me and and it's what I've already been feeling, and she has no, she's got no valid reason to be doing what she's doing right now unless it's the truth, because it's not going to gain her popularity. And so then I was taking on a rally at the Golden Gate Bridge in California with another friend of mine, Tessa, who had talked me into it, and I was feeling overwhelmed, and it was over my head what I was getting into, but nobody else had stepped up to take this on. And all of a sudden, Brandy Vaughn reached out to me and asked if I needed help. She said, I'll help get the speakers, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll basically do, um, forward some of the money to get the speakers and everything. And so I welcomed her to join us to help with that rally. And from then on, we became really close friends. And I worked with her on um, Learn the Risk right out of the gate as soon as she started that platform. And we became like family. Um, we vacationed together, hung out together. And on for Thanksgiving this year, she reached out to me and asked if I if we were what we were doing for Thanksgiving, and I was awaiting becoming a grandma around that time, so we had no plans to leave. And I welcomed her to come, you know, spend Thanksgiving her and her son with us. So we had a great time. We were, you know, playing games, eating. Like there were zero signs of her having any pain. She was herself. We talked about stuff about, you know, learning the risk. We talked about the movement. Her website had been sabotaged not long before, and she was still trying to get the new one up and started. Um, we talked about controlled opposition. We talked about people she still didn't trust, although she hadn't been as vocal anymore. Um, but because it, it was out there already, she just kind of let that simmer down. But we had all these conversations. She was doing great. And nine days later, she was found dead in her home. And as soon as she was found, um, it, took, I, it took about 24 hours before I found out about it, but there were people within the movement that she didn't trust that knew about it right away. And out of the gate, they, start, they got to the person that was with her son. They got, managed to get text messages on her phone that said something about her having a sore stomach, and they, they ran with this narrative that it's her gallbladder. Nothing to see here, it's her gallbladder. Well, back in December 2019, she had done a post. So just a year before her passing, she had done a post outlining if I were to pass away an untimely death and listed what she would want done. She said, I am not suicidal. I am in perfect health. Like she detailed it. I would want to have fundraising done. I have a team of close friends that will look after this. And so I, out of the gate, started a fundraiser and it got up to about $60,000. At the point of about $20,000, one of these people that I didn't trust who had clung into it, clawed into it quickly, she started reaching out to me and saying, oh, all that money has to go to the person that has her son. And I was like, no, that this is, if there's needs for him, you know, up front, yes, of course, I'm going to take care of him first, but this is to get the private investigation taken care of. 
So they sabotaged that first fundraiser. The $60,000, I never saw a penny of it. That went away, and I had to start a new fundraiser. And I've had to unravel them basically trying to poison my name to the family in Europe that's on the son's father's side. And, you know, others in the local town that didn't know me personally, these people through the movement just got in there and immediately started to cause problems for me that I've had to like slowly undo and prove myself. Um, she also made me the um, legacy holder for her Facebook page. So I've had to like throw that out to show she wouldn't give this to someone she didn't trust. And it's just been a lot, you know, layers and layers of confusion and hurdles that I've been trying to overcome, but we are getting there slowly and donations are back up to about, we're at about 40,000, I think. And we still need more. We're, we are moving forward with the private investigation and we're not going to give up. I mean, we're, I'm working hard to honor the wishes that she laid out that she wanted to have happen in the event of her untimely death. And I don't buy the gallbladder story, not for a minute, because she was a very organic eater. She was with me nine days before and had zero signs of pain. It just, it doesn't add up. Anyone that has, you know, critical thinking skills or can use some common sense can see that something is off here. And what happened to the, sorry to break in or what happened to the Vioxx? Didn't they like re like instated or something right yeah, after her death? Yeah, we, Two days. after her death, I started to hear about that. Yeah, that they, I think they've relabeled it and that was coming out. I also have heard from people reached out wondering, um, I guess there's some lawsuits that are coming up and I had people questioning me if she had been asked to testify and they said even if she hadn't been yet, she probably was going to be asked to testify. So there's, you know, layered reasons as to why her untimely death may have occurred. Does anybody have questions for, for Judy or Tina? Anybody else who hasn't had a chance to uh, chat yet? I mean, I just want to say that we've seen a real uh, history of anybody who pushes against the medical community authorities. Uh, their life is in danger, whether it comes from have, trying to cure cancer or pushing against anything that makes these organizations that basically have, you know, history back to Nazi Germany. Uh, if you're trying to stop them from making money, it seems to be like you have a, uh, a bullseye on you. And it just really sucks that, you know, a show like this where so many amazing people come together that, you know, that there's just a large portion of our society that just doesn't want to believe because Americans are just human beings in general are such trusting people. And, you know, and the powers that be, they just prey on that trust. And they, they just know that human beings want to be trusting of authority because it just, it's just that you want to think we're all one big team and that because they, they themselves couldn't do this then these other people that they've never met in their life could do it. And that is the whole story of politics. That's the whole story of science. That's the whole story of the medical community. Obviously there's very, there's wonderful people out here. People have talked on the show today. People we've talked about in this show that work hard to get the truth out. And, and like, it's just amazing how we have all, everybody here has somebody in their life that just is like, stop talking about it. Shut up. I don't believe you. It's like, you know me. I've known you for decades. I have my, you know, people that I love in my own family that I've known for their whole lives. And this people they see on the television tell them that have been caught lying a thousand times, a thousand times. 
Why you would watch the news after the Gulf of Tonkin and weapons of mass destruction is mind-blowing to me. But, you know, people don't have the time. They, they don't have time like all the researchers here who have made time in their life to research the truth. They just don't have time. So they just believe the people on TV and they don't believe their own family. It just blows my mind. I'm just well, well said. And, and can Tina, can you get into some of the different prior threats that Brandy had faced and then maybe also let people know where they can donate? I mean, I know I set up that link for you at bit.ly slash learn the risk to make it easier. Otherwise, it was like 100 letters long. But uh, right. can you also get into some of the dirty tricks that they used on Brandy while she was alive? Tim, can you say yes. put the lotion in the basket first real quick? <laughs> <laughs> Um, she has a video actually online, I can't think of the name of it now, where she goes through and explains what they did um, in, to intimidate her. They had broke into her house and they moved her. They didn't steal anything. They just did things to um, basically intimidate her. They moved her computer where it was hidden on the microwave into the middle of her kitchen floor. They, um, they left a stool by one of the windows near the front, which is the only window that had the blinds open. Uh, as like, you know, a sign to show that they're watching her. Um, in a lot of her videos, she used to say that she felt like a sitting duck, um, you know, just waiting for them to do something. And they left a statue of a duck on her patio table in the backyard. Um, she's had her accounts had been sabotaged more than once, her bank accounts. Um, she's had the website under attack more than once as well. Uh, there was one time she, I think we were on the phone, and she was just going back to her car, and she panicked because in the car door there was like a playbill from a play, and I can't think of the name of the play that it is, but it was basically a picture of a noose from this play. And um, I said, well, does anybody else have that on their car? Thinking like, it has to be something else. She said, no, hers was the only car that had this playbill tucked into the door handle of her car. So, yeah, she'd been, um, she'd been, she was very, very, had post-traumatic stress disorder and was, you know, she lived kind of paranoid because, well, rightly so, she always felt like she was under attack. And then it is under, for, sorry. oh, sure, sure. Uh, we, a lot of us here do a lot of research on what conspiracies are behind some of the events that we see, but all the research I have to do is absolutely third hand by a, a long way. And you're seeing this stuff in action. She saw this stuff in action. Do you have a sense, you use the word they, I use the word they all the time, but they can mean different kind of subgroups of a bigger group. Did you have a sense of who they really are and like how far and wide they went, how they coordinated? Is it corporation, um, just the big pharma, or did it? do you feel like there were government entities that were complicit or media that doesn't pick this stuff up? Do you have a sense of how it really works? Well, I think all of the above. It's all linked together, and there are key players in every, you know, in every corner of what's going on. Um, when I say they, I'm usually meaning, you know, those connected to the pharmaceutical industry, but that even can that does spin into, when I say controlled opposition, there are people within the movement that we can't trust. They are in there. They do a great job. They're great leaders. They always tend to have the funding to be traveling everywhere. They're great speakers, but they are. there will be something about their messaging that is a little off. It will be a little bit confusing um, so that, you know, they, they'll use choice instead of, you know, just really explaining and educating on what's in a vaccine so people can make the right choice. 
Um, and then, yeah, and even with this investigation that's going on, I have reached, I went to Santa Barbara to the um, Sheriff's Department and I left my name and all my information and he, and I said I had already called and left a message and the lieutenant that I was talking to says, you mean that like the, the leading sheriff hasn't reached out to you yet? He even seemed surprised and I said no. So he, I left my name and number and he goes, okay, he'll get back to you. Still hasn't got back to me. I mean, and then they put an article out into the media saying, oh, yeah, there will be a thorough investigation. I know firsthand there's no thorough investigation going on. There's someone that's in her house cleaning things out of her house. Um, they've never taken the cell phone. To the, it's just it's not being investigated, yet that's what they put into the media. So, yeah, and there's, you know, several layers of key people that will, you know, push forward uh, messaging that isn't, isn't the truth. Yeah, well, well, it seems like media, like I'm, I'm, you know, looking at mainstream media all the time, especially when I'm stuck out working like I'm right now. You know, it's just so blatant, like on the one side, they never ask any questions, you know, around, you know, the vaccines. Like I haven't heard anything about the PCR test cycles being 45 here in Manitoba. I actually got a proof you know, to prove to people that it is, uh, you don't see that at all. Like CNN, AB, uh, whoever is like a mainstream channel in any country, like I watch like five, six different countries, uh, they don't ask any questions outside. And I, I actually like if Josh Sigurdsson was here, he actually saw this firsthand. There was an interview with uh, the Prime Minister of Canada about, uh, you know, um, it was, uh, what was it? Oh, carbon tax. And they actually handed out the questions to the <laughs> to the media for him to be asked pre you know pre-screen questions you know so, so it's just so blatant but i think they're doing that on a purposeful level to actually make us become violent because there was a great quote today that i heard you know if you remove free speech the only free speech left is violence um and i, I think that's a that's a thing that they really would like to see because right. then there's Whoa. more kids yeah those that make Peaceful revolution, impossible, make violent revolution inevitable as a JFK quote. You know, before I, I I have to go here pretty soon, but I wanted to make sure uh, Dr. Judy and maybe Tina had something to comment on the censorship, because this has been, you know, of course, Dr. Judy refused to be censored and I'm going to write a book and her and Kent Heck and Lively did a book and I got a book. Oh, and another book and another book and we got books, but. I'm, I'm wondering what they see the future. We've been working hard. You guys know about our IPFS stuff and so on. But with the pandemic, they're playing whack-a-mole with that. And we put that up. It got downloaded a b b billion times because you've made the files available. And uh, it keeps getting worse. Parler just went off because they're dumb enough to try and use Amazon's cloud for their uh, memory storage, I guess. And then you have all these others and it's gotten to the point to where we have to do something else. Even this is on YouTube and other platforms. There are some platforms that we're like float. We're working with a lot to try and keep it decentralized. There's other options that we have, but it's going to continue to get worse. And I'm wondering if Dr. Judy, you know, you've been talking with people or been presented with other alternatives, or you see a future or a philosophy of we're working hard on it. But if we just keep whistling past the graveyard on this, um, you're not going to have a voice 
And certainly it's not going to be shared with anyone. And whatever you do have gets censored. You get deplatformed. You get demonetized. And it, you know, it's amazing. I mean, I'm an older guy, but you know, for a lot of the younger people in this, they're so dependent on these platforms, they can't even think of anything else or to do anything else. They just wither away. And I'm yeah, Ron, Paul, Ron Paul is gone from Facebook. Sorry to interrupt, but he actually got banned today. Of and, course and, he did. And this, uh, I mean, this is neon flashing. Uh, somebody told you so. Oh yeah. Well, it was me was one of them. Okay. So I was just like this. So Dr. Judy, as you're talking to people and being censored heavily on such an important death, dying and destruction issue, have you been presented with alternatives or you just go, Hey, wherever I can go and you just keep hammering it. Is, is something risen up to your attention? You're muted. Uh, Dr. Judy. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I just keep playing whack Judy. You know, I just go everywhere and I talk everywhere and they, you know, yeah, they take it down. But um, like we were in Ohio and people uh, for uh, Health Freedom Ohio over the weekend just got back. And um, yeah, and people do write me yesterday. A, a, a guy named Jason Sullivan allow, uh, launched a new thing maga info m-a-g-a-i-n-f-o dot tv and he had a call about it on um new servers new secure offering live platforms so people are offering (coughs) platforms and working hard to set up independent platforms um and um you know i just you know i just uh, i just keep talking the the best i can and and do everything i can to get the you know, I'm, I'm really a scientist. Um, and, and I'm well, just, this, this show will I be, have something to add. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- oh, go ahead, Tina. I was just going to say this show, this conversation is going to be on float. It's on YouTube right now, but it will be on float. It's going to be on Odyssey library. All our shows are on all those platforms. So, you know, they can take it down one spot. It will exist as a podcast, an audio version of it. So you can get it on Spotify, any podcast app. We, we're the same thing. We put it everywhere. So that way you stop us in one spot. You'll be able to find it somewhere else. So just to let people know. So what I was going to say is learntherisk.org. The reason I was so behind what she was doing is I had already thought of doing something similar, but not as big. But there are tools on Learn the Risk that are information cards you can either print out flyers or buy things from online that have the information of what's in the vaccine and people need to start getting out there themselves and doing it it shouldn't just be a few people that are leaders everybody has to figure out their own leader inside themselves if they're too shy to go approach somebody in person then stick a card or a flyer on someone's car next to you every time you park your car stick a card inside of a gas station credit card slot every time you get gas. If everybody that is aware of the truth and awake to the truth started to do these things, we can touch people, the hearts and minds of people, one person at a time in day-to-day living. We don't need these echo chambers online where we're all repeating to the same followers most of the time. We get a few new people, but I think we really need more people to take what they're learning and get out there and touch the people that they're in a community with. We need to wake up our friends and our neighbors around us, and they need to hear that message usually 8 to 15 times before they're actually going to have their aha moment. So the more people getting out there and doing it instead of waiting for someone else to do it, and you can do it at any level. If you're shy, then you just, you know, you put it on a car. You... I hand out people, you know, I see somebody, and now it's about masks. I, like, will do it on any subject, but if I, I'll hand a flyer about the masks to someone at a store. I just try 
to relate to people that I'm, you know, coexisting with in my day-to-day world. There's too many people that are waiting for someone else to take the lead when we have to start stepping it up ourselves, I think, in our own communities. You know, Saturday we made hundreds of signs and we have a lot of different, you know, sayings and, you know, graphics and so on. But um, what do you guys think they should say? You know, it's getting, it's getting, you know, we have one uh, that says the government like, is non-essential. Yeah. <laughs> you know, boom. You know, and I think uh, Derek's making that one on the laser you came up with on the telegram. I think that's already being done. But, you know, it, it's how, how, how hard is the message? You know, like things like uh, they stole your vote so they could steal your money. Well, it doesn't really have anything to do with the vaccines, but, uh, you know, they're killing you with vaccines so they can take all your stuff. I mean, you know, something, you know, we need to be, I I don't know if it's time to get really edgy, you know, is at what point do you go, man, this is, it's on, you know, I would be interested in some of the uh, ideas that you guys have for signs because we're making them, you know, we're doing, we taught them how to do dispatch. I mean, um, displays uh, uh, digital projectors on the, you know, different kinds of vinyl. It's waterproof waterboard that we use waterboard and you trace it out and you cut it out. And we have over 450 yards of material. That's five feet wide that we put this stuff on. And it's this poly stuff that they make uh, sandbags out of so they don't rip. And we put them on chain link everywhere. So then we have the 18 by 24 yard signs with the stands. So there's, and if you come up with the idea you know, we'll make one of you guys got crew people you want. You're going to go make signs. Hell, I will get the stencil done for you for nothing and ship it if you'll use it. Just like with John, you know, John had a good idea. You know, government is non-essential. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that one. So this, it's time to be on the street like Tina Marie is saying, but it's not just I mean, there's a lot of things that are resources out there, but you could also have your own idea that's more unique to where you live. And that's what the Love Bus is. We've been doing this in Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Michigan, Washington State, spend a lot of time here in Arizona. And within a couple of weeks, we'll be going to Colorado, then Austin, Houston, and then Boca Chica to watch a star starship go because I can. But the main thing is, is signs, 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 signs. We have cards. We have all kinds of stuff. You guys come up with it. We have some resources to help you spread this. That's what I'm doing. So if you guys got a good idea and you have some people that will make them or distribute them, homie's your new best friend. Yeah, I like COVID is the flu with a better publicist, which I can't take credit (laughs) for. uh, Somebody else at Compound Media thought of that, but I was passing out stickers all week in D.C. that said that. What was it? That's a good one. Uh, COVID is the flu with a better publicist. That's great. I got a list here, guys. I got a list here, guys. So a few of these are already T-shirts on our website. But uh, Megan, uh, one of the hosts of our show, came up with you can't inject health. You know, that is just classic. right? Oh, that's good. That's good. See? Publisher at freedomsphoenix.com. Start sending it. Publisher right, at bunch. freedomsphoenix.com. Yep, I'm all yep, over it. Yep. Well, what I is think, it about freedom that you don't understand? I mean, what is it? Come I on, think people. Chrissy came up with the uh, on the last scene of the unwanted, uh, don't trust the science. Was that was that the one? Yes, That's don't trust it. Oh, there you go. There you go. See? Sorry, Judy. See, this is the, <laughs> the power. Now, you guys, I got I got to go, guys. I got a dinner appointment. I'm glad we had Dr. Judy. Is, is she still on? Is yes. she still here? Yep. She's you know, Dr. Judy. I'm taking you. notes as fast. You know me. I write, Ernie. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm on, you know I'm on it, you know. And Tina Marie's already seen us doing this stuff, you know. It's and a lot of the guys. I'm I'm so glad that your time has come, Doctor Judy. There was never a doubt in my mind. In 16, we started doing this because I I knew that she was a hero to humanity, and she has so much information, so much understanding. But you got to understand enough to even ask her the specific questions, to understand the science of what the hell is going on. Because I guarantee what they're trust is science. One, it's not science, and they're just BSing you. But if you understand what's happening, you see we are under attack. Humanity is under attack, and this is global. This is, you know, all this soft kill here, conspiratorial, here they come kind of stuff. And you want to know who they are? Everybody, who's they? Let me tell you who they are. There are those that want to just be left alone, and there are those that just won't leave Milan alone. That's who they, them, those are. So when I refer to they, them, those, it's the guys won't leave me alone. So I got to go, Dr. Judy, you're a hero. Tina Marie, keep doing what you're doing. All you guys, whatever I can do to help you, I'm on it. You just let me know, and we'll get you some signs made. And, uh, John, yours is coming, man. <laughs> uh, See you, Ernie. You know, I just want to say, after hearing uh, Dr. Judy and Tina Marie, it's like, if anybody thinks this is about money or power, you're crazy. They have all the money, and they have all the power. You know, I know I'm a where, you know, some of us are proud conspiracy theorists, and there's some people that don't like that name, and I totally understand it. But I'm also in the spirituality. And for me, ma'am, this is a spiritual war. And they want they they really want to clamp down on our, our, our souls and our happiness and our beings and our families. It has nothing to do with they got all the money. They'll never spend the money that they have in a thousand lifetimes. They'll never they have all the power. Look at what yeah, they've they done. They can print it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they can print it forever. It just doesn't matter. This is about spirituality and how special we are and where we live and what we're here for. We're all, you know, if you look at a lot of these spiritual, uh, you know, thoughts, these ancient knowledge, we're, we're, we're all gods having a human experience right now. And we're here to learn so we can become one with the universe. And they don't want that. They don't like that. They made demon, they made deals with low frequencies. You know, they're low frequency demons, in my humble opinion, not to get too weird, but that's my belief. And they, they they want us to join them. And when we get into this stuff, we start turning on television and all we do is we just eat this this junk food. It just it's killing our souls, man. And when I hear people like this and the brave people both spoke today, our our friends who are here and our friends who are lost, you know, it's just like. It's a spiritual battle, man. It's a spiritual battle. It's not about money. We got to stop focusing on that they want the money. They want the power. They want our souls, man. That's my God's honest belief. Well, I think that's one of the reasons why some of the most vocal people have been religious people. Because when you believe in good, you also believe in evil. And I think some people don't see that. They don't see that, you know, that there are people out there who willingly, they know what they're doing and they're doing it because they want control, they want power. Like you said, when you have all the money, what's the next best thing? Like something else, you, you have to get your fix somewhere else. You're you're that drug addict that needs to, you know, it's like, well, money doesn't do it anymore. Material things doesn't do it anymore. Now it's power. Now it's control. Now it's, it's manipulation. It's molding society as a whole. I mean, think about the power that Dr. Fauci, you know, the power trip he's on, where all he did was recommend masks. And now every idiot in the world is wearing one. Like, 
think about the, the the psyche you know of dr fauci like how he the power trip he must be on because of all this i mean knowing that all he has to do is go on some stupid morning show suggest something and every idiot in the world just starts doing it i mean we all know people who who complain about the the asshole boss and then the second he gets promoted he becomes that asshole boss like we're all capable of of letting power get to our head so you know to one way or another so i mean now take that and, and times that by a billion. So um, before I go on a long rant, because I'll get passionate and upset about this, uh, I know Monica and uh, Chrissy have been waiting to to jump in and ask some questions. If you guys want to jump Janie, in, Janie, you can jump in as well. Yeah. Well, before we be speaking of they got all the money, I think that's something to take into account in 2021. And I don't think that Float or Library or Odyssey or any of these centralized places can be considered a safe home. I think it's time for us as content creators to start thinking about how we're going to do it. I mean, decentralization. Libsyn right now is is positioning to be bought by Spotify. And now I don't know what that's going to do to Libsyn's terms of service, but it's going to happen because it's just a matter of time until Google or Spotify or somebody pulls out their checkbook and buys the place that you think is a safe home. So, I mean, we've, we've kind of committed to make 2021 the year that, you know, we've already had our websites on our own servers for a couple of years. We're migrating all the audio onto our own servers. We'll be running dual RSS feeds for a couple of months while we position to switch over. That includes our chat servers. And, in, in, you know, in the next three months, that's going to migrate to our own private server, which nobody really thinks about. But I think those chat servers are the most important thing. Because when we're all kicked off of Twitter and Facebook and Discord, which I think Sam got nuked today, if I heard correctly, all of a sudden yeah. Yeah. we're going to lose this con. I mean, MailChimp's kick kicking people off. So now when Grimerica has a new RSS feed because Libsyn got bought by Spotify and then we got nuked, I've got no way of even telling people what that is because they can't find me in iTunes anymore. So they need a super specific link. And when it happens, it's going to be too late. So I'm just, if you're not thinking about that now, it's time to start thinking about that. Another thing we set up today is our own Mastodon instance, and we'll just start running with that. And we'll just, it's a bit of an expense, but if we don't give our listeners someplace to go that isn't Twitter or Facebook or Discord, then they're not going to go there. And, and we're just, we're just going to keep taking them from one place to the next place until that's not okay anymore. And I think that's kind of the bug in the internet where we're all supposed to be our own sort of private nodes. I mean, we'll buy a server and stick it in the closet here if we need to. And you could have those in a couple of listeners places all around the world if you have to. And I think if 2020 showed us anything, it's time for all of us to really start thinking long and hard about that because I would be fucking shocked if all the people on this call right now still have social media present mm -hmm. in 12 months. To, uh, hey, can to I just that point, quick? we're, oh, we're in the process right now of building a website that's going to serve as kind of an aggregate for censored media. So uh, no, no matter what the subject, if there's something that is deemed like too dangerous for whatever mainstream platform, um, we'll be in touch with those content creators and, and hosting their uh, hosting their stuff on that site. Also, also yeah. Ernest that just left, he has Freedom Phoenix, which is actually like totally off the touch of anybody that's um, 
you know, having a centralized data center somewhere. So as well, you know, there's, I, I think what needs to be happening is, uh, and I, I voiced this opinion when we had library and float and everybody on, uh, because I know that uh, I, I think Odyssey and library does have Amazon ABS servers. So we need to like try to somehow crowdfund, uh, you know, a, a data center somewhere. I built data centers uh, a couple of times. We need to have our own data center where we can store our own information. I know that they could still sabotage the ISPs uh, as well, but you know, who, who knows what's going to happen. Um, I have a last thing, like I wanted to go into the back to the medical field and ask uh, Judy Mikowitz a question. And this, I think it's probably one of the most more important ones because I, I, I looked at, you know, the data on the flu season, uh, but also like for Northern hemisphere versus Southern hemisphere where they get a lot of sun and, and a lot of heat. What I found was an interesting, like I look at economic trends. What I found was uh, there's a, a substantial amount of increase, you know, from uh, about November till like February, March, when it comes to the, the, the flu season and now also COVID, of course. Uh, but if you go down south, like closer to the, you know, the uh, like Italy, Spain, you could go into the southern U.S. states. You actually see it's the hottest seasons where people spend most of the time inside. So I, I wanted to, que uh, to question you, Judy, about the vitamin D and the, the importance to the immune system. Well, yeah, the vitamin D controls like uh, 300 different immune reactions. Uh, and counting. Um, we learn more about the polymorphisms in the receptors um, um, literally er every day. So, you know, the take out the vitamin D started decades ago when they said, oh, wear all that toxic shit on your skin. Um, um, you know, every time your kids from the second they're born, keep them out of sunlight. You know, you can't do in a pill what you can do with the sunlight and you don't put the, you know, the sunscreen and all that crap on you because you start from day one crippling your immune system. Now, the GC MAF, um, uh, gamma globulin uh, macrophage modulating factor, the, the MAF is activating because it was named badly um, in the days of HIV AIDS. That's a vitamin D receptor modulator um, that was used and, and discovered by the Japanese back in HIV days that was it was hammered. Um, this was one of the reasons the government went after um, Jeff Bradstreet and ultimately killed him, too, because they don't want you to realize that you need vitamin D and vitamin C and zinc and minerals. Our soil is totally depleted of zinc and minerals. So we've got to get mineral, you know, literally mineral seawater. And, and, and those are the kinds of resources we're putting together with what what people need to get all the micronutrients, because um, you just can't you just can't take pills to make it work because we have feedback loops that make sure, you know, things like, um, uh, you know, vitamin D works. So for instance, the vitamin D receptors and the polymorphisms in blacks are such that, or people that live near the equator in the heavy sun are such that their vitamin D receptors act like resistors. One molecule is 0.001 molecule. But if you're in Sweden and you're in Minnesota and you're in some of the places where it's really dark a lot of the time and cold, um, then you act like an amplifier. So you have... The, and, and it really matters because of, when you switch them around, it becomes toxic. So this is also reasons why, you know, um, 
you know, there are different responses in the different microbiomes and virome um, communication. We know that. So yeah, vitamin D is critically important, but it's not go out and, 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 and get more pills, even though we should all be taking that right now because most of us are depleted. But um, what you we really want to do is get out in the sunshine. Um, but of course, we're not allowed to do that if we're staying in our houses um, and and or whatever else is going on. So there are a lot of things that go into it. Um, and, and this is how we're being lied to. And 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 this, this is why the FDA has been totally part of the of the plague of corruption for for my entire 40 year career, because from the first day I walked in there, they stopped everybody from getting the, the natural interferons, the natural products, the hyperbaric oxygen, the um, and, and pushed everything towards the drugs. And this is what it is shown so clearly. And, and so, you know, um, yeah, I mean, Are those <laughs> supplements better than anything. Better than nothing? They're better than nothing, certainly. Um, but you, you'd rather you liquid supplements if you can have liquid supplements. Um, I work with formulators like Dr. Daniel Newsom, N-U-Z-U-M, or Dr. Chris Shade of QuicksilverScientific.com. He's got a glutathione spray, and he's got both of these these two people. And I can get, I can type in the contact information. You know, they have the right formulations for. COVID or Wu flu or anything else you want to call these things. And that we've always had, you know, these opportunities in hyperbaric oxygen, natural glutathione, you know, we have to supplement because one of the components of glutathione, it's only three amino acids. And the last one is glycine and glycine is glyphosate. So now you don't make, you're eating such toxic food, you don't make enough glutathione. So you become more susceptible, put on a mask, you deplete the interferons, you deplete the glutathione. And then you, you know, basically all we do is take a healthy person and turn them into an AIDS patient. You immune compromise them with the mask and the injections. And then the, the, um, the toxins just basically, and the viruses just um, overwhelm them. Now all the adjuvants, everything, everything else they put in, but, um, um, yeah, supplements are better than nothing, and we keep them on hand. Zinc, um, you know, uh, uh, zinc, uh, I, I think I put it, if you tap an email here um, into the chat room, I'll email the um, the slideshow I gave yesterday um, that shows you, um, at the end, we show you supplements, we show you things that you can buy, that you can take, um, we so, show you solutions. Cause you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of talking about the causes. We know what they're trying to do. I just want to offer everybody solutions and they're all out there, so. Doctor, can I ask you a question? Now is, is AIDS a, a virus or is it like just a, a state of your immune system? Like, State of your immune system. Was it Steve that asked that? It was Sam, the good looking one. The good looking one. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, no, it's, it, it's AIDS. And this is really important. This is what I've been saying all along. SARS-CoV-2 is not COVID-19. The virus is not the disease. AIDS is an acquired immune deficiency. You can acquire it from a lot of toxins and a lot of combinations of things. I call it acquired endocannabinoid immune deficiency because we've been kept from natural 
hemp products and natural cannabinoids, which are the dimmer switch on the inflammation. And I put all of that into that slideshow I gave yesterday. So, so if no. I, let's say I'm partying too much. Let's say, you know, the whole, I've heard theories that like, you know, the the party scene, the poppers, you yep. know, all we all have heard that Joe Rogan episode with the doctor. So yep. let's say I'm out, I'm, I'm, I'm partying, I'm doing that stuff and I go get tested. It, would it show that my immune system is low and right. that's why I have AIDS? And if yep. maybe two days later I gone when my immune system's up, then I would not have AIDS? Well, yeah, it, it's it's acquired immune dysfunction. And it's is that permanent though or is it just a state? Um, no, it's it's a continuum. It you know okay. it, it gets worse and worse and worse. So the virus you know triggers the flame. It turns on inflammation. Inflammation is at the heart of disease. The middle of that word is flame. When you can't turn off the flame because you don't have healthy cannabinoid endocannabinoid system, or you have so many toxins in your toxic food, then then you just have this. Your heating autoimmunity simply means you can't recognize self from non-self. And you start attacking your own tissues. That's why you don't inject animal tissues into you because you're going to say, wait a minute, that syncytin gene looks too much like mine. And then you don't know the difference because it's it's good when you start attacking yourself. So autoimmunity isn't your fault. And endogenous viruses aren't your fault if they're aberrantly expressed. It's you've destroyed your entire immune system. And we do it in many ways, like not getting the right nutrients. And it's been over generations. And it's it's not, you know, it's not something that's easy to correct. But can but, you come back from that? Like, let's say I, I stop doing all this stuff that's causing my immune system to, to be bogged down. Suddenly I'm not like that. And I go back, would I, would I not have uh, AIDS or um, the, you know, uh, the immune system problem. Correct. That's what we talk about in our book. You don't HIV does not cause AIDS. You can have all the HIV in the world. And if you have a healthy immune system in the key parts that we know, you can have it circulating all the way through your body and you won't ever get sick if you don't have the crippled immune system. AIDS is the disease. COVID-19 is the disease. The D means disease. It's not the virus. And they're using this is how what why I mentioned that earlier, what David, Dr. David Martin said. We got to stop using their terms. That's not a vaccine. It doesn't enhance your immune system and prevent transmission. It makes you sick. It's a disease engine is what you're doing. And so that's why, um, you know, I'm going to tap. I wanted to tap the, 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 the slideshow. I see one email there. So I'll tap the slideshow to you, a couple of them in there and, and show you what I said yesterday, because this is exactly what I'm saying. We tape this and I can I can talk to, you know, this is, you know, a good a good place for Scott Shoemaker, the, the one of the leaders of Ohio. Um, health freedom, because Bobby Kennedy was there talking, Jack Lyonsweiler was there talking the science and the legal and trying to understand this. So people are waking up. It's just, you know, we have to do it one at a time, as as Tina was saying. And and but I, you know, I don't mind that. I I I, I don't wear out. Um, I get discouraged every now and again, but then I just keep going because the, the data are clear and um, and we can once we all see it, you know, it's it's network marketing. That's what we are. We're not we're not big business. We're network marketers. If each of us reach three people a day and as Tina just said and show them that card and then you see when people wake up, they don't want to 
And, and then you just educate them. You empower them. If you empower them, then then Satan doesn't win. All you know that all all, all um to, to your point, Sam, you know, all, all Satan has to do to win in this is separate you from the love of God. And that's each other. So we're not going to be separated. We just have to keep talking. We just have to trust each other and go out there and just keep just keep trying to learn and and um, and and stop practicing. So, yeah, we do. They blamed it on the power. And even Bobby even gave that talk the other day and he started talking about that. So back in the 80s, it's, oh, they do all those drugs. Oh, they're in all those bathhouses. They're exposed to everything. And yes, that that contributed to crippling their immune system. Um, but stopping it doesn't help if the vi- if you've already done the tissue damage to the point where your immune system can't recover. And that's what they're where the big lies were. They let the people with the HIV infection um, have their T cells, their adapted immune response destroyed. So when the numbers went below 200, um, which is like 10 times less than you really need of T cells um, to function, to communicate between your cells, then they started the drug. And by then it's too late. You don't have an immune system. You can't respond. So you yes, you can come back. And one of the important things is you hear me coughing and, 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 um, um, in chapter seven of the book, it's very clear the lab workers got infected. The doctors and the nurses are infected. The doctor died of ITP. We don't expose ourselves to things and we certainly don't immune activate or inject because we're all infected with these things. You hear people in Australia, oh, they're testing positive for HIV. That's not false positive, folks. It's you woke up the dormant infections. And so if you wake up the dormant infections, they damage your immune system. Silent, they do nothing. It's not their presence. It's their expression. And that's what we have to help people do is keep them quiet. And they're co-infections. Why do you think ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine work? Um, it's, um, you know, oh, because you take out the parasites. So you don't cripple every aspect of your immune system. You go over here and you take out all the parasites and you tell the immune system, go function. How did Dr. John Fankhauser stop the Ebola outbreak when the doctor got killed? Kent, I mean, got infected, Kent Brantley. And we saw the CDC play their game in 2014 where they flew that plane and everybody was in their suits and, oh, no, Ebola is going to take over everything. Well, what he did was he took a strong, healthy doctor who had clearly been exposed and was probably infected, and he gave him hydroxychloroquine. He infused saline. He gave him fluids. He infused salines and minerals, and, and then he put him in a quiet place and prayed for him to calm him down because it's deadly and fears the most powerfully, powerfully immune suppressive thing you do. And then he develops a immune response. Yeah, he got pretty sick, but he survived. And and oh, and there was one little boy who survived the outbreak in in in, in Liberia that 21,000 people were killed. It was driven by vaccines and Fauci um, and, and Gates, as we know, but one little boy. So John gave him some some serum because the little boy recovered, figured he'd had some antibodies. Give him some help. We're giving the convalescent serum. There's so much we can do. Um, 
And 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 but but we're not allowed to think. We're not allowed to talk. And when you write these books, that was one of the things I was going to mention about what Tina was saying. Um, um, yeah, I experienced the same kind of things that Brandy experienced, and and we wrote them down in in our book, Plague of Corruption. But but that actually happened before I got jailed for months. I they did those kinds of things that they were doing to Brandy, where they let you know they're going to get at you um, and, and they're and, and they're hunting and we put it all in the book, but we didn't put it in the first book. We put it in the second book because we didn't understand it at the time. So by writing it down and I've got terabytes of hard data everywhere and nobody can do anything about it because, you know, they're all the data is there. And that's what the books give you a level of safety. I've I've never really been afraid of anything since we escaped on the boat. That was the day they were going to kill me. The first chapter of our book, Scientist at sea and that that it was like get out of here and you you I was taught because I grew up in Washington DC and I'm an identical twin and my sister had a, a top security clearance in the Pentagon and so I was taught I was taught how not to use the same, not to go to the same place, not to do the same thing twice, to drive around the block four times if to the right or four times to the left if you think people are following you. I memorize license plates. You know, I can tell you anybody that wasn't in that parking lot yesterday. And 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 this is, you know, it's 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 sick. I've had to do that since I was a kid. My my stepbrother was the park policeman that that found Vince Foster dead. So he knew about killery before most wow. of the world. And he knew he didn't kill himself. So it, it's just, you know, we we have to trust each other and just do this. And I and and I I, I know that fear is palpable when when you're in it. Um, and um, but you know, they're going to get you if they're going to get you. And as as Brandy told me a couple of times, and I know you know this, she said, oh, I'll get you. I'll get you from below. I'll get you from the other side, because now she's that angel up there with that energy. We appreciate that energy and 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 we know how to how to win um, this this game. That's just just the best I can say is, yeah, we have all this natural healing and we've had it all along. We we never had to have that AIDS epidemic. We never had to have that Ebola or the Zika or the, you know, and the, the one man that has to go down is Tony Fauci. It's not a virus doesn't know if you're a Democrat or a Republican or a rich man or poor man. You know, they don't know. It, it's it's um it's destroy the immune system. And, and some of these hot lots of vaccines, they're so loaded with the garbage and these kids immune systems are already so depleted. They can't do anything about it. And, and adults like me, that doctor, he's been exposed his whole life. So so the ITP and, and and they make doctors and nurses get flu shots every year or at least for the last five years. And that's what Timothy Cunningham knew. I mean, those flu shots have been getting so heavily contaminated. It should, I, I and I worked in the vaccine court. So I saw the people dropping like flies. And that's when you see the injuries that precipitate. Um, the fall. So that, I mean, that was the most horrific thing I've ever experienced is that the corruption in that vaccine court um, that it, that's controlled by the government and they know exactly what they're doing and they're, and, and they're doing it. It's it, it, yeah, it has nothing to do with money. As Sam said, it has to do, they're going to decide who lives and who dies. It's a Holocaust. Anyone who hasn't asked the question or who uh, have been very politely waiting, I know with these uh, big calls, it's hard to get everybody in here. 
But uh, anybody else who, who hasn't had a question might want to take this opportunity to, to ask uh, me, Dr. Me, Judy. Me, me, Okay, tell me if this is a stupid question, but like we see all these nurses and doctors getting like proudly Instagramming their vaccines and shit. It's like, I don't know, if they were smart, would they be getting a fake vaccine or are they just getting the real vaccine, the real killer you know, generational fucking up vaccine like we all are. And then the powers that be don't care if nurses and doctors die. They just want to get the numbers down. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think the nurses and doctors and I and I have data to support it. They're being brainwashed. Medical school is just big pharma brainwashed. They don't get training in vaccines. They're told they're safe and effective and it's all wonderful. Just the way salespeople and, and people in, in big pharma are are lied to about what the data really is. So, yeah, they think they're doing the right thing. They they firmly believe it. Um, and, yeah, they're going to kill themselves. Um, and it's so um, and, and the doctors, the nosocomial spread is the way it goes through the healthcare workers, through the lab workers. And we saw the injury. We saw how and, and I put it in the book. Half my friends in, in cancer research are dead because they were working in bio, in biosafety level. And I'm only 62. They were working in biosafety level two, two with mice and all this stuff and gene therapy and doing the same thing. The gene therapy vector, the adenovirus vector is what's in this vaccine, expressing the pathogen, you know, they, and so the vector alone can can cause problems. And, and we're just told, oh, it's just harmless. It's just another thing. And, and so this is, you know, it's and it's and it's a it's a straw that make that that breaks the camel's back. You know, it's not it's not the day you get it and, and the timeline. So what you see is accelerated aging, accelerated cancer. We've got little girls with AML, a, a, acute myelogenous leukemia. It's a disease of old people. And it, Gardasil can cause AML because of the disruption of the myeloid component. I and mean, this is where you have to have been stupid like me and spent all those years hanging out with Frank Rossetti and thinking about stem cells and viruses and how they do things. And so I was lucky enough to, when I got infected with the XMIRVs, caught them through aerosol transmission, have a whopping amount of virus in my, my immune system. And I was in a plane under oxidative stress. I was in a plane- They're coming to get you. <laughs> under oxidative stress today and and they tried to make me wear a mask um i i wear a silver copper mask because it's antimicrobial it's somewhat helpful i won't get sick i can i can breathe through it i can pull it down but but all of those all those mask holes wearing those masks they're killing people they're spreading disease they're going to make you sick um and they're going to make you angry or fearful as they always make me angry you know i i it's just and and so you have to we have to find a way to keep our balance to keep our joy to stay happy um and um and and not let it bother you and so when i had to wear it a little bit of the time um i i had to buy a first class ticket because i'm just going to keep eating and drinking the whole time you know you've never yeah. seen anybody eat eight almonds that slowly in a four hour oh i'll sip a coffee my whole flight i'll be like man i'm really slow at drinking this you know but when but- i flew out to dc last week for when i left from phoenix um the the united flight attendant who gave the you know just opening speech it was the most condescending infantilizing thing i've ever heard in my entire life and he was i'm I'm not kidding he's going and and don't think you can get away with just slowly sipping 
and like dictating <laughs> how people ate and drank on the airplane like he had the authority to do that and the the just overwhelming smugness that he he iterated all of this with it was nauseating yeah all day long they i mean I, that's why they kicked me off of united i i i think the pink trump hat the 1776 shirt that was blue, the I do not comply button and the red and white, the red jacket and white pants. I think that had something to do with it. But that flight attendant just targeted me. And I, and I just have, have Stockholm syndrome. And she said, exactly. And they want to make you mad. I had the silver. I had the copper mask on. And, and, and she just said, oh, no, that not that mask. You have to wear our toxic mask. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not a medical professional. But I literally sat on my hands. So I turned this book. You know, I pulled this book up on my phone called Thriving in Babylon, which was written by one of our pastors. You know, we can't just survive. And, and I just have to learn to live like Daniel. Yes, my Lord, knowing who I'm talking to, because I was just going to rip her throat out after a while after she targeted <laughs> She threw me off the plane, but uh, I mean, off the airlines eventually. And that's why I didn't get in touch with you all. because We're empowering the uneducated. That is the worst part about this. We have people who have no expertise in anything dictating to us how we can live. And it just started with the political correctness moving. At some point, we stopped trying to strive up and we let the bottom tell us how the, the super sensitive, how we could talk and, and the uneducated and how we could, how, how our health is. It, it just blows my mind because nobody rocks the boat. But you know what? If you're on a union on the unwanted, you probably have a pirate ship and it's time to start raiding some people. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my whole opinion. It's time to like start pushing. Like to me, man, it's like I'm not going to go on American or United. If you're allowing your stewardesses to talk to customers like that, if I was at Olive Garden and I was talked to the way uh, by a waiter, the way these stewardesses are talking to me, I'm pulling my money out. I'm not going to ride you. I'm going to go Southwest. I'll go, I'll go Virgin, even though he's been to Epstein's Island, but that's a different conversation. But you know, I just, I just cannot believe we gotten away from this. And this is like across the board where we see Hollywood, Washington, DC, the, 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 the airline industry, not caring what the customers thinks. If we're on this show and we're doing the show and we're disrespecting our listeners, we will have no more listeners. We must remember that the customers, and as a waiter, I hate this, is right. And you keep disrespecting us, I'm going to take my business elsewhere. Well, and that's exactly what we're doing. We're starting our own airlines. We're getting pilots together who won't wear the masks, who are smart enough. And it's like, hey, we'll just form our own airlines, get a plane uh, and and get people on it and get our group on it. So, yeah, we have economic. You know, it was horrible. But I see I won't let them censor me that way. This was an important meeting in Ohio. Bobby Kennedy Jr. was there. We we needed to educate these people. So I took my little copper mask and I I, I guarantee I didn't I didn't wear it very long. But I just and, and I paid for a first class ticket that that I knew I wasn't going to get reimbursed. Um, and um, well, I just charged my credit card and I'm not paying that either. So. Yeah. So, you know, we too could play at that game. And I just, you know, it's like because I can sit there and they'll at least be nice to you. They at least don't attack you. And then I'm extremely polite and 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 I fake it. I've got a scarf on. So I kind of do this and I do everything I can and sit by the window and I just 
you know, to try and just keep my cool and 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 make sure that they don't censor me more by keeping me off planes. But everywhere I go, I, I drive if I can. And I only do the the things that that I think we just have to do because I'm not going to let them um, keep me off a plane. I mean, I th- I think about getting kicked off and making a stand more on the way home, but I had to be on this call today. So I, I landed at 3.30 and I got home from Santa Barbara. I drive really fast to Ventura. Yes, and my husband was right there, so we know how to get off the plane. And 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 at the, so, but but usually on the way there, I'm not going to jeopardize anything of 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 educating people, and that's what we're trying to do. Is just say these these uh, these people they they're looking for answers. They're looking for us to teach them. They're looking for the courage to take off that mask. And if we can find a way to keep doing it for them, that's what we're here for. I think it's well, important I, for Dr. Judy to get into her story of how she got arrested and also her, uh, you know, for speaking out and then also her relationship with Fauci back in the 80s. And I, and I watched one, of, listened to one, of, actually I've listened to almost all of Sam's shows, but one of the ones that you had someone talk about the relationship between like Jesus and how that they were also, you know, taking these different, you know, as part of the anointing oils have cannabis in it. And Dr. Judy mentioned that we have a endocannabinoid system. And yet we've had marijuana illegal for basically 90 years because we don't have enough research on it. And yet this bullshit vaccine that's not a vaccine, you know, gets rushed out. So what is there in terms of having cannabis being illegal and having an endocannabinoid system? And, and also, I mean, getting into your story, because I, I know your story, but I think it's important that all the listeners hear exactly what the man did to you in order to uh, do this. And obviously like you and Tina Marie, you're not here because you want to get super famous. As a matter of fact, Tina, last year, she wanted me to get a story out and, and from one of her friends and I asked to interview her. And she goes, no, I, I don't really want to be in front of the camera. And it only took, you know, her best friend getting, you know, essentially murdered by Big Pharma, allegedly, uh, you know, once we get this investigation in order for her to come out here. So, the, you know, both of these women are heroes. They're not out here to, uh, you know, to get fame. They're here doing, you know, the work that needs to be done. But I know I asked a lot of different questions there, but if you could help with like the endocannabinoid system, because I don't, and, and see what the relationship there is. You're muted, uh, Judy. Oh, it's a, a it's a receptor and uh, system on every one of our cells, and I you know give whole lectures on that. But so it's endogenous. We're born with it. We're all the way back through the generations. You know, all animals and everything have their own endocannabinoid system, and it's very important for regulating, really regulating inflammation, keeping your immune system. I um, the dimmer switch on the immune system. Don't what is what is the disease? COVID. Oh, the the flame gets too high. You burn yourself out. You you explode your brain. That's with how these vaccines do it. And this this is what is in the slides, and and, and you'll appreciate that. But um, so we're denied that. Literally, the last time anybody sees cannabinoids, you know, calming and things is from breast milk. So we that's your endogenous given by mother after birth. She's immune suppressed. It's keeping the flame down so you can get your microbiome and you get all your natural communication going in your methylation machinery. Everything set in embryogenesis to develop a healthy response system. And when that when that endocannabinoid system is is dysregulated, that's anxiety, um, that's um, pain, that's 
itch, that's cough. I mean, so I mean, I'm I've got gummies on those planes, so I don't cough from my um, from my natural because I I have a a pleurisy. I have I have fluid in my lungs. I'm I'm in a, um, I was born with a structural defect, and um, uh, sorry, my husband just build something all over the table. Anyway, so I was born with a genetic de- defect. And so, you know, my story and the rest, that's that's why we wrote the books. And I'm happy to send anybody the electronic version of any of any of the books because it kind of tells you it's not linear at all at what happened. But the, the long and short of it is after they hunted me down like an animal the way they did for uh, to Brandy in, in in recent months, they, they tried it for a few months. And when I would not give up the data and then we they realized we tricked them we turned the tide on them and that's the last story you know we didn't throw the data away they don't know enough about science to know that your mentor has to maintain copies of your notebooks copies at all times so they fabricated this crime we've got the emails of Fauci we've got the emails of Lipkin we've got it all and so what are you really going to do? We, we wrote the books, kill me. It really doesn't matter at this point in time. I, um, I like to say God's, God has a sense of humor, which is why I'm still here. <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, it, you know, it doesn't matter it, to me. I, I, I don't want to do this. I wish we could just end, end the whole thing and, and I could, you know, go home or stay. I live in a one-room apartment in, in, uh, of a studio, one room. And, and I just like rather spend time with my 82 year old husband and and just you know quit this but that's not obedience to god and so i can't do that um so i if you you know if you if it's just a matter of you know what do you do the only thing you can do is the right thing to do and if you're smart about it you you i mean it 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 works out and and we are smart about it and i think about every move like i just said i i i don't i have to pay the highest amounts for plane tickets because i can't make plans that far in advance i can't i mean uh thank god my mom died and left me a car um um you know she was killed by the vaccines because she believed more the tv um, and and when I just got out of jail in 2012, a doctor said, well, you have to get the Prevnar and the flu shot. And they gave her AFib and then they bled her out with Eliquis, um, a horrible, slow, painful death over the next six years. And she died in January of 2019. Well, I can't help it if half my family, um, you know, thinks, believes, as Sam was saying, you know, your own family, your own friends. Yeah, you lose a lot of friends. You lose a lot of people. But, you know, at the end of the day you go home with your own soul and you don't you, you just can't you can't think about anything I, as i as i usually say i don't you know i i i don't I, I don't obey anybody but god that's the only authority on this earth and 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 part of that is speak the truth in love and you know i had a little problem i had a little anger issue after you know i lost my career and the 10 million dollars i'd saved and made in my life and you know you know my reputation everything i had a little anger issue my husband said i was a 10 (laughs) on a scale And, and so i had to get over that because if you can't it's not about me and andy wakefield taught me that it's not about me 
you know, they'll kill you and they'll just pull the next person in. So if you want to stay here and you want to help, you have to find a way to get it done. So, you know, the, the books tell the story and it, it, it's horrific. And I mean, I, 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 I know what the, the, the fear was palpable from, um, with, with, um, in, in 2011 and 12, but they thought they silenced me. And, um, thanks to Kent Heck and Lively, Mickey Willis, um, uh, Lori, uh, Dr. I met, I met a, an oral surgeon, uh, Dr. Lori, who lives, who lived near me. And we met at a meeting in Florida on stem cells. And, um, we realized we lived a block apart. Um, and she read the book there in March of 2019 and she kept bugging Mickey. He was a good friend of hers. She you got to see this. You got to see this. You got to see this. And then she yelled at me and told me, you don't have a dead man's trigger in this book because it was supposed to end with a chapter called the way forward. And this was March of 2019. She said, you don't have a dead man's trigger. I'm so naive. I don't even know what that is. That's that's, Oh, you better be wearing a vest with all these grenades and you got the top. You can blow everybody up if you, blow you up with the nuclear bomb. And I'm, I'm like, okay. So I just called Kent and I added one last chapter and said, ah, maybe there's another story I should tell you. And I told you how there are people with ethics and morals. And Dr. Frank Rossetti saved every sample. They forced him into retirement after they jailed me. He, but they gave him two years and that's way too long to give Frank Rossetti to make sure he got everything. Um, and we stored it in a warehouse, uh, you know, in, in the Midwest, you know, and while we're writing all these things, we're, we're moving it out of there. And sure. I don't think, I, I think they know where it is. Doesn't really matter that they know where it is. The fact is we handed the FBI a hard drive in the attorney general's office in 2014, a hard drive and explained, to this FBI agent on tape with a lawyer. I paid $10,000. I didn't have it. I put it on a credit card that I don't intend to pay. I'm never paying taxes again. <laughs> and I win. I win every time in tax court because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd love a hearing. I'm going to tell you how you took every one of my constitutional rights. And they're like, no, no, just sign the paper. You don't owe us anything because that $10,000 doesn't matter to that 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 story getting out. And so, you know, they're all playing into intertwined. So, you know, the, the joke's on you. And that's why pandemic was uh, was such a big deal, because Mickey interviewed me and he's like, huh. But then you've got the COVID-19 and then they plan the event 201. And then dear Ty and Charlene Bollinger invent me, invite me to go to the truth about cancer in October of 2019 in Anaheim. And I was so excited because I hadn't given a scientific talk. I hadn't worked in years. And I thought, oh, boy, I'm going to get to tell them how to heal with cannabis and vitamin D and all those good things, quercetin and all the things we do. And um, and she the next day I accepted it. And the next day she said, I want you to talk about persecution and cover up. And my heart just sank. And, and I was going to have to go back and look at what they did to me, because unless you can get yourself out of it, and that's what Andy Wakefield said at that very meeting in Florida. He said, the minute I learned, it wasn't about me, because people, you know, then that you can just keep looking at the science. So he helped me that day in Florida. And, and um, you know, that's that's basically the story. It just, you know, the minute you know it's not about you and there's a bigger thing, and if you, if you do it right, you serve God. No, you might not. You might leave 
this planet, but we all do. Um, but at least my eternity and soul are are good with me. And and we we live in in joy. We don't need money. We never did. So that that the joke's on them because they and you know, we've got that tape. We've got that tape. We've got you know the FBI was so upset because Frank Rossetti's showing them all this stuff. He said, I never thought medicine. I never thought a doctor would knowingly inject toxin into a newborn baby and kill them. He was just, he was floored and we got him on tape and, and you know, what, what they do with that. So we know all our FBI is corrupt. We know all of it and it's all playing out in COVID. So we've hit the tipping point. One of the doctors in Virginia wrote me last week, and said, after watching the line in the sand.us with me, um, line in the sand.us with me, Bobby and, and David Martin, and it was really David Martin and Bobby because they're working on other ends. And I'm just the person who was right in the middle of it. But then they see everything and they've got every one of them and they've got them. And she wrote me and she said, I never thought we'd see the tipping point and get them. But but after watching that show, I think we have seen the tipping point and we've got them. So all we have to do is stay smart, keep talking, keep loving each other and just spread it to everybody we can. Uh, and that's it's 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 really simple. <laughs> Jeff, we I have know- to be super spreaders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh- Chrissy, I think you kill it. You should be uh, making T-shirts because you come up with the best lines. Okay, I'm on it, guys. <laughs> uh, Jeff, I know you've been waiting with your your hand up, your virtual hand up for a while. Yeah, I was, how's everybody doing? Wow, this has been amazing listening to this. Happy New Year to everyone. Um, Dr. Judy, wow, you really need the Nobel Peace Prize. Your information is absolutely – my question simply is, and it's, it's kind of a three-prong, but it kind of all fits together – what are your thoughts on this vaccine and what we're hearing about? I mean, there's so much mis and disinformation. I hope you guys can hear me. So much mis and disinformation about the vaccines and the nano aspect of this. And in my opinion, what we're rolling into is a eugenics-based kind of transhumanist technocratic agenda. What are your thoughts on these vaccines role in that? And Thoughts of maybe, I don't know, I'm an elder statesman a little bit. Maybe you remember the, the, all the microbiologists that had died over these several years, decades, the last couple of decades. What's, do you think the microbiolo- microbiologist death has any role in this? And what are your thoughts on the role of this all playing into a very large eugenicist plan and the nano aspect? Not talk about 5G because I, I didn't really like that conversation, but is there any nano aspect to any of this? Oh, absolutely. The um, number one, the, the the microbiologists and the molecular biologists and all the doctors that died. Absolutely. Anybody that catches on, they take out anybody that catches on. They take out because they don't want and, and they can take you out the way they thought they took me out by just ruining my reputation. So nobody will talk to me anymore. But they didn't count on, um, you know, that you know, they didn't count on things like film and books. Um, but, um, mm-hmm. and as far as the nano aspect, absolutely. And they, it's right there in the, in the vaccine, it's a lipid nano particle. 
it's synthetic. It has PEG, um, polyethylene glycol, and other things, nanobots right in that synthetic of virus, the, the RNA they're injecting, um, that, it, they're, that it has to be protected or your immune system would gobble up naked RNA in the blood or anywhere else in the body outside of the nucleus. You don't have naked RNA. That's a danger signal to your immune system and it'll turn on the various mechanisms to gobble it up like a Pac-Man. So yes, they made a synthetic lipid nanoparticle. They coated it in it. And this is why the, that's what I did yesterday. I gave two talks. I gave one on Gardasil and Gardasil also uses a similar virus-like particle. Well, if you put a virus-like particle that's usually restricted by which receptors, like you, you, we've heard the ACE2 receptor is how that virus, yeah, um, SARS-CoV-2 gets into the cell. That's how coronaviruses get into the cell. Have to get into the cell because they need the cell machinery and they need to be protected. It's just RNA. And, and so the virus has to get into the cell through the spike protein and, and protect its RNA. Then it uncoats and then it makes more of itself and all of that. So, yeah, now you make a synthetic lipid nanoparticle and a virus-like particle in the Gardasil. And that's why that Gardasil vaccine is also so deadly. And the HPV of recently is deadly. The first ones were, were from um, humans, from um, uh, tissue culture and things like that we use today. So, yeah, it's synthetic. Yeah, it's in intended for transhumanization. They have the luciferase gene. Luciferase is, um, is an enzyme that makes the firefly glow. So, you know, the firefly goes black and white, you know, and so now you can track every cell in the body. And so in the animal studies, they show the vaccine going to the spleen. And where's where's the problem with with ITP? Oh, it starts in the spleen. So you can see exactly what happened to that that doctor who died. So it just was an explosion in the spleen. And he and and the platelets just um, sent that cytokine to storm to the fact to the point where he destroyed his own tissue and he literally bled you know that's what happens you die you bleed out and you die you can't do anything about it so that's um you know that's uh yeah of course of course it's nanotechnology and that's why we have to say that's not a vaccine no that's not a vaccine that's a drug that's a synthetic drug intended to make your cells a little uh, death factory a disease producing factory well, what, any thoughts on uh, i think it was dr lieber the gentleman who was working with china on his kind of specific application was vaccines as well as nanotech is that what what are your thoughts on that i don't know dr. him at all say it again i'm sorry i don't know dr lieber at all Tell me, guys, did, did I say the right name? Uh, I'm was also, it Doc? Yeah, I'm also not familiar with the, with the name. Yeah, right before all this kicked off, he was a gentleman, an American guy who got arrested, like a Harvard. Oh, um, no, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, I know who you're talking about. There was a, a somebody who from Harvard. Charles Lieber. Yeah. Charles oh, Lieber. Yeah. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you. Yeah, he got arrested. And it was funny, that story kind of just disappeared. Well, but they're yeah, shipping those cells around the world. This is the point. You know, everybody thinks, oh, the virus got lost in a seafood. No, the manufacturing plant is the Vero monkey kidney cells. 
They sent them from Fort Detrick with Ebola and everything else. That's what I talked about earlier. I'll send you the paper and show you everything that's in that garbage. They'll come out with the next one and the next one. It's a little manufacturing plant. You got to realize that. That's what the Vero Monkey Kidney Cell line are. They grow in a fermenter like your craft beer or your wine. And um, so, and Charles Lieber was shipping that around the world. So they, you know, that's what you have to, you have to package. That's the lipid nanoparticle. You have to package the, the viral RNA and the expression vector in order to keep it from degrading. That's why we have to keep it at minus 70 because the cells will die, you know, or liquid nitrogen because the cells will die. So it's, um, you know, it's um, it's a weapon for sure. And they've been doing it for years since at least 2011, shipping this around and, and more like 2005. And that's all the research since the original SARS that we showed in uh in the, the Joshua Phillips interview I did with Epoch Times, I believe it came out on April 8th of last year. Well, one last question. I got to dip, guys. Or do you see this being a continuous, almost like the war on terrorism, this, this invisible enemy? Are they always going to keep finding new variants, new this and that, to keep lockdowns on, to keep the mask and all these regulations? And do you think, I mean, obviously you guys have probably already talked about it. Are the masks just a precursor to... You can't come in the store without a mask. And then here in a couple of weeks, months, you can't do this and this without a vaccine. And this is it's not mandatory, but it's almost de facto mandatory in that you can't participate in society without it. Right. And and yes, so exactly. That's exactly what we were that we were saying. They'll they'll come out with the strain du jour. So if we don't stop it now and we don't take off the mask, because what the mask is doing is crippling you. So the mask will make you sick. You will get sick if you wear it. You'll start sneezing and coughing. And um, you'll, if you're near anyone that got a flu shot, if you're dumb enough to get a flu shot, that makes you even more immune compromised. The mask is making you sick. And and that's uh, so if we don't take off the mask and we don't stop it now, it'll never end. And we already see, oh, the vaccine, you know, oh, no, it won't protect you. You've seen the doctors and nurses get the disease after they got the shot. And and um, and and they're saying, well, it takes two weeks and well, you need the next. Oh, so don't take off the mask and don't stop social distancing. It's never going to end if we don't stop it now. And we and we've got to stop it forever. We'll never have another flu season because the flu vaccine drives that. It's a hallmark season. Remember, out come the pumpkins, out come the flu shots, and they're not free. Um, so this is we have to stop it now. That's why we're here. What do you think the uh, the spike in bacterial pneumonia is going to be blamed on that that we've been seeing and that we're going to continue to see as long as people do have uh, a mask over their face for 8, 10, 12 hours a day or wearing it at home or whatever ridiculous shit people are going to be told to do and series of hoops they have to jump through before they can walk out their own front door. Right. And the masks are bacteria. They're not sterile. You're walking around with this leg. That's why I use the silver copper one. If I have to do anything, they're not sterile. They're carrying bacteria on everyone. They're there. You're making yourself sick and fungus and mycoplasma and mold, you know, go for it. Um, you know, and the, and the little paper ones have, um, have are sprayed with toxic fluoride, Teflon, and have pesticides and glyphosate. I mean, yeah, go for it. If you tear the asbestos out of your buildings and you knock those down, why would you put it on your face and breathe it in when you're suffocating yourself? This is the problem. We've got to get the masks off. It's driving all the disease and they're contaminating. This is, if you read a book called 
The Great Influenza by John M. Barry, B-A-R-R-Y. They wore the masks in 1918, and it was the bacterial contamination of the vaccine and the bacterial in the masks being bacterially contaminated. And um, that that spread the disease and the death because you need two viruses rarely travel alone. You need bacteria. You need uh, parasites. You know, Babesia. You know, Dr. Klinghart showed me that never does a retrovirus go without Babesia and, and um, you know, and so that why do you think an antiparasitic? Why use ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine? Because, you know, viruses need to persist in the immune system. They need the host. They're obligate parasites. They don't want to kill you. You know, so they, you know, get together with somebody else that takes out the immune system. It's like fighting a war on two fronts. So, you know, the mask is driving all of it. It's dirty. It's contaminated. I don't care. It's not sterile. It's it's um, depleting your glutathione and your type one interferons um, and um, driving the disease. So, again, the mask is the thing everybody has to get off and everybody will be healthy. Now, uh, Airy Bros, uh, Charlie, Cheney, and uh, Truthzilla, you, you guys have any questions? Any, any, uh, anything you want to jump in? I know you guys have been patiently waiting. Dr. Judy, I had one, actually two questions for you. One, I've heard the quiver of, you know, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C. I've recently heard some people, including yourself, talk about Q-certain. So maybe if you could kind of touch on that and the benefits, and then I, I don't know if this gets too off getting sideways. But um, again, I'm one of those people who friends, family think I'm a crazy person. Talk to me less and less when I talk about some of these things. So maybe if you could just kind of touch on some of the craziness that is Fort Detrick as well. Yeah, Fort, Fort Detrick was a fabulous um, experience for the 22 years that I was there. I mean, everything heavily contaminated with all kinds of things. And yes, uh, Chrissy's got a bottle of quercetin. You can get it in many different forms. It's a natural product. What it does is it helps your liver clear toxins. So quercetin and a number of other things, um, your liver has to clear all the toxins uh, from everything in your body and the hormones. So we, so if you can keep your liver healthy you can generate energy um this is why ketone uh, bodies and ketone diet ketosis is a good thing and we've all been lied to because if you if you burn a ketone body which is part breakdown a part of fat um you get four times the energy of glycolysis and mTOR. So these sugars and garbage food and everything are destroying. That's why we see all the increase in pancreatitis and pancreatic cancer, because we're just, just you know, our, our mTOR pathway is spinning on overdrive um, all the time. So quercetin takes the stress off that pathway and, and actually regulate it. So there's another pathway called NRF2, and they're all named for really bad reasons, but um, it's it's really just straight biochemistry of nutrition. So quercetin is a good one. And, and in this um, milk thistle, um, right? Milk thistle is another 
uh, you know, you well, can milk use that. thistle practically cured AIDS. Milk wow. thistle is a fabulous, yeah, because you, you know, the AIDS patients, and that's why I watch the Dallas Buyers Club. So, you know, there are, you know, they're telling you the truth in all the movies. You know, it's hard to watch some of the things, but they're telling you they know the Dallas Buyers Club and the band played on was 1993. Oh, the band played on with Alan Alden. And where, what did it open with? Ebola. So they've been doing that craziness at Fort Detrick. That's why I can sit on film and tell you that because I'm doing that. I'm culturing the bath, the bat tissue, the Ebola, and, and trying to find cell lines that don't get killed by the virus. Because again, if the virus can't persist in the cell line, you can't, you can't manufacture it, you can't study it. And so, you know, this is what people don't realize. And, and we developed my whole life. I've probably developed, I don't know, 20, 30 cell lines. And my job is to transform cells, get them to grow outside the body. The Vero monkey kidney cells have no type one interferon. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to grow back virus there because I understand the molecular biology. That's what my PhD is. So I, you use the natural products and the, and the immune modulators, the biological response modifiers um, to get the effect you want so it's um uh it, it's uh you know fort dietrich oh, oh my god so you know they um it, it just i think uh, my friend mike hugo the, the attorney the vaccine court attorney um we had a lawsuit for environmental toxins there. The, you know, the water, we think about the seafood market in Wuhan, China, you know, and we know that the, the monkey kidney cells came straight from Fort Detrick um, by way of Tony, Tony Fauci funded it. He had them shipped there and everything else. Um, well, Mike Hugo, there were some of the people living just outside of Fort Detrick that had 22 different types of cancer. Many, many of um, my friends locally their kids all had weird things. The water was contaminated. Everything's contaminated there. Um, they had anthrax. They um, the the scientists who they killed and they blamed for the anthrax release um, came out of Fort Detrick, and he didn't do it. We knew him. They just did what they did to or tried to do to me. Try to get you to kill yourself. <coughs> They try to get you to kill yourself. They try to get you to think you're crazy. They try to get you to drink yourself to death or whatever it is you're going to do um, or scare yourself to death, whatever they try to do as they're hunting you down. And they did this to um, Bruce Ivins and um, and he killed himself because um, they, he had kids. You know, my nephews and nieces were their friends. And um, yeah, the craziness at Fort Detrick, it, I mean, I didn't know most of it while I was there, thank God. Um, you know, God has a sense of humor and we don't get to, if I'd known any of this when this happened to me in 2011, I, I don't know if, you know, you can call me brave or whatever. I'm just that stupid um, that that I just do the right thing and keep doing the right thing and praying to God, I, I, I answer the right questions. That's the, I mean, that's really all, all it is. I'm not any braver than anybody else. It's just that all I really do is fear God. And that's the worst thing to me is that I end up on the other side anyway, because they're going to kill us anyway. And that we they're going to kill you anyway. If they want to be dead right now, I'd be dead right now. You know, and and, and I do want to talk to Tina privately about Brandy, because I know some things about that. Um, so um, anyway, it just it, you, you're uh, I don't know what to say. It's uh, um, yeah, <laughs> an interesting an interesting time. But the good news is we survived. Um, 
and and um, and and we as a country and a world can thrive if we just simply bring take take down all of science right now and we'll balance the budget. They they're all corrupt. They all keep the drugs from you. They all blame you. It's your bad behavior. And now it's the it's the elderly because they're on that social security that they've been stealing for the last you know forty. The the, the program's bankrupt, so they got to get um, they got to kill kill the elderly and call it COVID. Um, and um, and now the infants, they've got to reduce the birth rate. So they just kill the infants with the, from the vaccines from day one. So again, we don't we don't get off this roller coaster until we all stand up and say, you know what, my health is right here. My health is God, the sunshine, vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, just good old fashioned chicken soup, bone broth. That's where all your minerals are. But you got to know. And in fact, my friend Zach Bush um, did a show. I think it was 2018. He talked on um, Dell Big Trees, the highwire.com. And if everybody doesn't watch that show every Thursday, that's where I get most of my knowledge because, you know, Dell, Dell hears me and he puts the science behind it. He hears other people and he puts the science behind it. So, and, and he, and he, and he distill, he sends the message out in a way that everybody can understand. So Zach Bush was on Highwire a few years ago, maybe June of 2018. He's an endocrinologist and he said, forget your doctor, know your, know your farmer know where your food comes from, go back to eating healthy food. Um, and, and, um, he, and he showed an amazing story about Chernobyl survivors and, and, and how that equates with your food. So I, I agree with him completely. He's, he's brilliant. And we just, he makes a product called restore, which heals your gut, which is basically just mineral water. Um, I think they call it something different now, but, you know, drinking a cap full of this stuff a, a day, again, getting to know Dr. Daniel Newsom, N-U-Z-U-M. He makes a lot of natural product therapeutics. They attacked him. They tried to kill him. They just tried to destroy him. Um, but but he came back and he keeps making great, um, great products and medicines. Um, you know, lots, lots and lots of people, Joe Mercola, um, Dr. Cowan, just a lot of people who are still fighting. And we just have to educate people to know that. I, I think it's the easiest way I could say anything is, um, you know, the, the North Koreans or the South Koreans, um, both of them, all the people that border China, there's no COVID. You know why? The minute the Chinese speak, they do exactly the opposite. You know, that's what we need to do. When Tony Fauci says something, do the opposite and you won't only survive, you'll thrive. And, and that's what we have to do when our turn off our TVs. It's killing us. I mean, I had I fell asleep last night with the TV on in the hotel room and I woke up in the middle of the night and they were showing this, you know, COVID. Oh, there's a million cases. There are all these new cases. And I'm like, shut up, bitch. And I turned off the, the, the remote and went to bed. You know, it's like, what? You know, they're just it's it's like three in the morning and they just keep going and they just keep programming you. And it's just turn it off. And that's the way we end up. We've been binge watching the Waltons. That's something you might, they never ever say the word vaccine uh, in the seventies when the Waltons was made and in the thirties that, you know, and things like that. So it's just, you know, there are edifying things we can do to keep ourselves from letting it all just get to us. Yeah. yeah my husband. Thank you for all the information tonight. Blow my mind. I'm going to have to go back and take more notes from this. 
question I have for you, and you mentioned this at the beginning of the show that the vaccine companies wanted to have lifelong customers. What went from them wanting to have lifelong customers to killing people and or sterilizing them? I think the tipping point of um, we, the royal we, Dell Big Tree, Bobby Kennedy, the I Can Decide movement, um, Brandy Vaughn, the the people, the injury tipped the tipping point to where they, you know, uh, they weren't smart enough to do things that would kill people after a little while. They gave them Alzheimer's disease, autism, Parkinson's disease, Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, wait a minute. They don't die. What do they do? They live on the systems. We can't afford it. The the um, brilliant forward to our first book by Hillary Johnson um, was a disease to affect the economy and nations. Think of what mad cow costs the UK. They can't afford it. They're liable because the blood supply was contaminated. Watch the band blade on. The blood supply was contaminated for 30 years while they said HIV caused AIDS despite the science. And then when we figured that out, they got to pay for that. 6% of America. Those people don't get anything. They don't get any medicine. They don't get any health care. They don't have jobs. So now you have a dysfunctional army, all army, all with PTSD. You couldn't, you know, you've got doctors, nurses, everybody's sick and um, and the country can't afford it. Um, so, I mean, you know, we can't we can't function as a society, you know, that one in 36 kids have boys have autism right now. So these these kids never live home, leave home. Who's going to take care of them? You know, they're in these institutions. Why do you think they sent that kill shot to the institutions and the mentally disabled? That's what you'll see in the slideshow. Oh, let's just, oh, give them to the nursing homes and the long-term care facilities. They don't die. They're, you know, they, they're there, you know, feeding off the system. And they've decided that it's time. You know, this was Obamacare. You didn't get anything after 75. You're useless to society. So they decide who lives and dies. And, and they've already got the kids, you know, because the kids aren't having kids because they can't. They're heavily vaccinated. They they won't. The Gardasil took care of um, sterilizing 25 percent. So we've seen those birth rates go down. So they've accomplished their goal. And now they've got a little problem because some people figured it out. Like I can like Dell Big Tree, like they were winning the lawsuits all the way back in December of 2019. There was an international meeting with the WHO and that head, the woman scientist, the head of it said, we don't know what it's causing all kinds of injuries. You know, they're not single agent drugs. They're garbage. You've you've taken mouse pieces and animal pieces and injected directly into humans and you've created a nightmare that that now, you know, the country can't take it. So the the kill switch is, you know, have we hit the point where now we think about COVID-19, we cremate everybody. 
Oh, you're going to destroy the evidence. Nobody gets to go in the hospital and see how they killed him. Nobody will ever figure it out. They'll just say, oh, it was just like the 1918. You know, they blame Spain and Spain had nothing to do with it. Nobody died over there because they didn't listen to him. You know, and so it's going to be just like the 1918 Spanish flu. Every hundred years, we, we play the same game and think we're the rest of us are that stupid to believe it. So this this is the problem. And, and a lot of people will die. We're, we're already seeing it. And innocent people like the doctors and nurses, it, it's up to us to find a way to educate them. But I think that the, the difference is we caught them. We caught them. We caught them on film. We caught them in books. We caught them in lawsuits. Think about the glyphosate, the case of it causing cancer, the roundup that that RFK Jr. and um, won here in California. You know, that was billions of dollars. That's right. What was happening in the in the 70s with the vaccine injuries? The vaccine program wouldn't have existed at all if all liability had had been removed. So you're doing the same thing right now. You've created no oh, no liability. It's emergency. Emergency. No, it's not an emergency. Nobody's sick and nobody's dying. But we have to get up and say that and hit the streets and say we're all healthy. I mean, I, I tried every morning. I just run out and say, hey, did you hear it's all over? Look, everybody's really healthy. No mask anymore. You know, they'll, they'll start looking at you like, you know, somebody's got to find a way to tell somebody the emperor has no clothes because he doesn't. And, and we all know that. Um, Tony Fauci's just a, the the Wizard of Oz, you know, a little prick behind the window trying to be a big man because he never was. Eh, eh. And the guy <laughs> who created the PCR test was uh, also not a big fan of uh, Dr. Fauci. No, all the scientists. Uh, yeah. Carrie Mullis, uh, Peter Duisburg, all the people, you know, Peter Duisburg, you know, they destroyed his career saying HIV doesn't cause a he said it first. Um, in in the seventies or eighties, so Fauci just created himself a little a little fiefdom and and twisted everything around, and now he controls, you know, I don't know something like six billion dollars in grants. So anybody that gets a grant, every educational system, every university, oh, the grant half of that or twice the amount goes to turning on the lights at the universities. So why is our college education so expensive? Take down the universities. They're corrupt as well. They're just they're just brainwashing your kids, as we heard earlier, because the doctors and nurses know that they, they you know, they're just brainwashed. That's not science. And I know that my 25 year old nephew two years ago um, took a immunology advanced um, immunology graduate school class in a senior year of college. And he was flunking and my identical twin was going to kill me. Um, and so I te I texted him and said, Logan, what's up? And and he said, you don't understand, Aunt Judy. That's not the, the immunology you and Uncle Frank taught me. Chinese professor. She didn't have any idea what she was doing. We had to re retrain him. And he said, well, what do I do when I get to the point of of, um, you know, vaccines? I say because I because I retrained him and said, just answer the question the way she wants it answered. Get out of school and, and we'll talk about it later. And he said, what about vaccines? I said, you tell the truth about vaccines when they come to HPV or any other question about vaccines. You say the real science and I'll be on them like a cheap suit and 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 they will wish they never flunked you. But they didn't they didn't ask. And um, um, and he said, when do I tell him he got a 98 on the test? the highest grade of the class and and he didn't flunk and um <laughs> and he said when do I tell him who you and uncle frank are cuz he I wasn't married to my husband david when um when Logan was a little kid growing up. So I've been with Uncle Frank for 37 years working for him and, and with David only 20. So um, <laughs> so I said, never, 
Tim, don't tell him. Just don't say anything. Just get the hell out of there. Get the degree and, and, and go. He, all he wanted to do was be a swim coach with with Michael Phelps and Bob Bowman. The kids are being the, they're brainwashed, and these universities are nothing. I have people that call me and say, "Well, what do I do? I've waited my whole life to go to medical school at UCLA, and I have to take these shots." And they're the most susceptible person in the world. I said, "Don't go." And they're like, well, no, I have to do. No, we've got to change the narrative. We've got to start suffering and say, no, really? Your life is worth that? Because let me show you that kid in that diaper, that 21-year-old little girl. She's not a little girl. She's 21 years old. She's in a diaper from Gardasil. She's been in a bed in a dark room. She's in so much pain that the blanket has to be set above her body. You want me to show you the damage, the carnage? Go to the meeting you know really you really want to go to ucla if they say you can't go to you can't be on a zoom classroom without a flu shot you know that's just stupidity i'm sorry you can't do anything about that truthzilla uh yeah cheney you guys want to yeah yeah. i'm just gonna hop in no you know uh dr judy it's such an honor to be here you know i'm here with my uh uh, co-host megan down there uh i know that she has been using you know pandemic the pandemic series to really just red pill as many people as possible um it's been uh you know an awesome it's been so enlightening you know going back and researching your story and learning about your story and your interaction with uh fauci and everything and and that was the one thing that i was going to ask too is just like you know united in your uh feud with him over the years like uh you know, looking at Kerry Mullis, I know Ricky just kind of mentioned him, but um, I was just curious, had your paths ever crossed along the way at all? And uh, what are your thoughts on his timely demise to this whole agenda that's been rolled out? Uh, no, we didn't. I, I knew of him. See, this is the thing with Tony Fauci, not a long feud. He yelled at a 25 year old. And in 2010, he took all the funding away from the institution and threatened they'd never get another dime at the University of Nevada or the Whittemore Peterson. So they just took me out, you know, and, uh-huh. and, and he stood there and said, and, and insulted me in 2010 because, um, you know, he knew the kids were getting killed with this virus. He said oh i study real viruses and Mm. so two interactions in 20 years they funded our studies because um you know we got away with uh, um (laughs) see you people don't understand when you submit a paper to and you work for the national cancer institute it goes through all of the institutes because one institute and the CDC and the FDA. So they have to approve everything that comes out. And Frank Rossetti is still in the National Cancer Institute. They approve everything. They see everything. Nobody, it's censor, 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 censor. Nobody is allowed to make anything except little incremental gains. So they they um the the good news was after tony fauci yelled at me and did what he did to frank rossetti and the aids patients in 1984 frank rossetti never submitted a paper through channels i work for a two-person institute you know um and and the bosses have a sick daughter who i get well so um you know it slips through the cracks and i can only i mean i think it was still the best day of my life i just wish i were a fly on the wall on october 8 2009 when that paper was published and everybody went oh shit and once pandora's box is open you can't put 
put the genie back in the bottle. It's done. So, you know, Fauci and, um, you know, Carrie Mullis there and, and even Peter Duesberg. The last time Frank Rossetti talked to Peter Duesberg was 1975. Um, and he was, I was in high school. Um, so they're 30 years older than me. They're 20, 25 to 30s. I'm a technician. I'm, I'm just a woman who nobody cares about. And they just underestimate two people with ethics, Frank Rossetti and Judy Mikovits. And they think they can buy off everybody. And the, and the story of plague and pandemic is, uh-uh, you can't. And this is why God has a sense of humor, little David and Goliath for you, because um. they're going down and they're already down and they know it. And that's why they hit the kill switch with COVID. That's why they planned it. That's why they had event 201. Let's see if we could calm the whole universe, you know, because Trump wasn't, don't, don't forget when Trump was um, running for president in 16, remember when Hillary fell out of the car in New York, stumbled on the curb and everybody was worried about her health and everything. It was right later, September, October. And she said, oh, I'm just fine. I got my vaccines. And their doctor came on and said, oh, I'm just fine. I got my vaccines. And Trump comes on and like, no, I'm, I'm fine. I never get vaccines, never got a flu shot, never did anything. And who came on 60 Minutes the Sunday before the election? Tony Fauci. Oh, we're just going to try and turn it all around, um, um, you know, and um, all of those people that saw tr Trump say, you know, no, people can choose what they take all these years, the freedom of choice. He still gave it even on warp speed, you know, on warp speed. Sure, you can do it. No, you don't have to wear a mask. You don't want to wear a mask. You don't wear a mask, you know, and warp speed. Let's show them the injury. You know, let's let them, you know, God gives you what you ask for. We have free will as, as, as people. And, you know, okay, if, if you don't educate yourself and you let them trick you, um, 70 more years in the desert. I think it was a book of Joshua. I'm not really good on the Bible yet, but I better learn quickly. Um, but and that's, you know, that's, that's the thing. It's just, yes. At 40, whatever. So this is the, this is the, this is the thing, please, David, I'm, um, my husband's answering for me. Um, but so, but this is the, you know, this is, this is the whole thing. We all have to wake up. There's plenty of opportunity for us all to get educated and, and do your own homework. Um, you know, did, go educate yourself. You don't have to believe what I say. Just go look at the data. And that's why we wrote it in the books and we showed it in the movie and Mickey gave you the movie. And Brian Rose has interviews on freedomplatform.tv with Mickey Willis on August 18th with um uh, with with uh, Dr. David Martin uh, about September 16th or 17th with all the people we, we heard um, um, just all the people that have risen up to to explain one part and when everybody sees the different parts and we're not that's why they want us to isolate they don't want us to talk to each other so that's why we have to keep doing everything we can to see what we saw and you'll find people who saw the crime and that 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 was just the blessing of David and and Mickey because they knew things I had no clue because I didn't, I don't even think I never even thought of that guy in 30 years you know just I would never work for that guy. I don't work for people like that. And he tried to bribe Frank into work, you know, into making discoveries. And Frank said, nope, not me. Nope. That's that. That's not our game. That's not how we work. But, you know, a lot of people care about the fame and the fortune. You, you should know that Harvey Alter just got a Nobel Prize this year. Oh, what did he do? He withdrew the confirmation study of our paper, knowing full well it was right and true from the beginning. 
So they offered me the Nobel Prize mar- in, in March of uh, 2012. All I had to do was sign a little piece of paper and um, and say I made a mistake and the XMRVs weren't what we thought they were. And I, I just made a mistake and I'd spend the rest of my life doing honest research. Guarantee I'd have shared that Nobel Prize this year. I don't give a shit about that stuff. No, if one family, one family got hurt. You know, William Thompson's not a whistleblower. He's a criminal. He should be dead. They should they should lock him up forever. He put that data in his in his safe and held it there for for 20 years while millions of black children's families and black families were destroyed with autism, death, cancer, you name it. And and had he just published the data, we would have understood the RNA cell pathway. We could have ended that because if you tell the truth, science always, you know, there's all you need to see is the raw data and you can always figure out a solution. We have the answers right now. We just need to get rid of these criminals. That's all. Yeah. And and I just have one more question. That's all right. Um, So this is actually for Ed. He's our our third host of the show. He's he couldn't make it here tonight, but he was curious, you know, just in regards to the coronavirus vaccine about the 50 million dead Americans claim. Is that due to immune enhancement or from the tainted blood supply that you talked about? Um, it can be antibody dependent enhancement, it, pathogenic priming, and and then just simply the you know how the PEG and the lipid nanoparticle is toxic. Seventy percent of the country um, it can have a, a, a deadly anaphylactic uh, um, uh, a response to that to that shot. I'm losing that word. I was allergy, allergic response. It can be deadly to PEG and 70% of America will make antibodies and respond in a bad way because we've been exposed to PEG and in makeups and in Botox and things like that. So um, yeah, the, the, the shots have deadly toxins in them. Um, and, and then it's just that, um, we are, we're all susceptible because we've all been injected and we've, we've got the contaminated air. We've got the 5g, we've got the, the soil depleted of minerals. We got, um, aluminum in the chemtrails. <coughs> we're set up. That's why, you know, my cough, um, oxidative stress, fear, stress, wearing the mask for just a few months, all of this, destroying your destroying your economy, the worry of what you're going to do when you run out of money, <coughs> you don't have any job. <coughs> so, yeah, even <laughs> the worst thing you can do in America today is cough. But this is, you know, I've got the gamma retrovirus. <coughs> and I can get that lung cancer pretty quick. If I don't keep myself healthy, which I keep myself fine, I'm, I'm coughing a lot today because of the cross country plane flight. But no I'll bad. be, I'll be fine in a no few bad. days because I'll take my quercetin, I'll take my cannabis, I'll, I'll I'll eat healthy foods, get some healthy egg yolks, and and get my brain firing again. Yeah, well, it's been if, fire for the last three hours. I yeah, know. I was going to say if anybody uh, wants to question your knowledge on information, you've been interviewed for almost three hours. So I, I think uh, <laughs> the fact that you can do that, you know a little bit about uh, health and and staying healthy and keeping your energy levels up, um, and also it means that you're prepared to do the Joe Rogan podcast. Let's uh, let's turn JRE to uh, Judy Rogan experience, and and let's uh, <laughs> let's get the, you on there, you know, and. Um, but yeah, does anybody have, I don't want to keep you too long, uh, Judy. I know we've been uh, talking for a long, long time and, and whatnot. And I, I know we all 
super appreciative of your you know how much time you've taken out out of your day to, to chat with us and, and help spread your knowledge wisdom and information and uh does anybody have any last thoughts for her anything you want to ask her before uh before we shut this down hi dr Ju judy mikovitz my name's cheney from the idiocalypse podcast I don't know if you feel comfortable speaking on this because I don't want them to turn you into a voodoo priestess overnight. Um, do you see the spiritual warfare even in the ritual of us standing six, six, six feet apart, us wearing masks everywhere, us taking knees for everything, us chanting no justice, no peace? Are we doing a lot bigger things? Are we fearing away our free will? And is it becoming fewer and fewer of us that have that attachment to God? Do you feel comfortable speaking about that? This? Well, I, I, I do see that symbolism and I do see those things. I, I'm probably a lot more practical because like I won't stand on that X because it's imprisonment and that's against the Constitution. You can't make me stand on that place. You can't. I won't ever stand on that place. I just in fact, I get in between people and make them really uncomfortable. But um, so I do see that symbolism. I certainly see the mark of the beast in, in what they're you know, doing to our pineal gland, you know, and, and, and injecting in these things. And, um, you know, that's why that PCR test don't let anybody stick that um, swab, you you know, the, the not good in, in your, you can really get it in your meninges and do great damage. So I do see a spiritual warfare that way. I do see this is, is kind of a pure Satan things, you know, to the point where, you know, these people are pure evil pedophiles and everything else. And they're, you know, drinking blood and using the aborted fetal tissues. And I've heard ad adrenochrome and, and things like that. So I, I do see that. Um, but I tend to, I tend to think it's, it's better. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm supported here in, in Ventura because um, we were introduced to Rob McCoy and, and, and God speak church in thousand Oaks where, um, there are a thousand people every week, you know, just, you know, singing, no mass, no nothing. I mean, nobody's sick. Nobody tests positive because nobody tests. You know, if you just say, oh, I got a little cold. I'm staying home today. That's, you know, just stop. Don't go into their COVID game. Don't use their words. Don't play their fear game and you stay out of it. And there, you know, there is no COVID unless we use the word. There is no vaccine. There is no vaccine. It's not a vaccine. That's a that's a chemical. That's a drug, and and it's and it's toxic. It doesn't it doesn't give you immunity. So if you just if you just keep the so that's all I really do is just keep the language straight because otherwise everybody's just so oh, she's just crazy, you know. And at least to date, all I have to say is well, I may be crazy, but the data are still there. You still haven't disproven me, and they never say anything. But she's crazy. But if you show the data, um, you know, the data don't lie. They never have and, and, and they never will. It's just that, you know, this is this is how um, um, they caught um, Bob Gallo stealing the HIV credit from the French, because you can see the difference in the virus, the synthetic one of Gallo versus what what um, Luke Montagnier, you can see it on an electron micrograph. Gotcha. You know, so it, and this is why the gotcha in our data, because we we saved we saved all the samples. We got all the proof. They didn't get away with cremating all the victims. And um, and so, you know, if if anybody in any legal arena ever comes through and says, OK, 
you know, because we'll 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 prove once again and then we can make these bad actors go away forever. But that's but it really is only if everybody stops taking the shot, because what they want is all of us vaccinated because then they can see, see, it's your own thing. If there are no more unvaccinated, um, you know, inoculated, you know, healthy people. If they if they get away with vaccinating everybody because you're afraid of something or you can't give up that UCLA or that whatever, form your own schools. We really it's going it's not going to be easy. It's I mean, but it's uh, you know, it's really a time for great life because we can go really light. It's not a dark winter. We've got everything right now. We can we can do anything we want. We can be healthy. I mean, did you ever think you'd, you'd be you know, home, not not doing anything and just going out and enjoying the beach like I do in the pool and things like that. I mean, that's we have we have the opportunity, but if we don't take it, we don't get it. But I do see the satanic. I really do see the Satan in it. I just, you know, they're and they're really attacking Christians. I mean, they're, they're taking away our religious freedoms, not just Christians, all God people, all God people. We can't use energy therapies. Why not? light and energy or god that's love energy therapies a little photons and we can we can silence those viruses but they won't let us use those and they they haven't because i really do believe this is a, an attack on 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 freedom religious freedom constitutional freedom everywhere um and and they will get away with it this is what hurts me with all my fellow you know my i'm not going if you read two night page 219 the acknowledgments of our book plague of corruption you'll see i acknowledge two churches that helped save my life really and neither one of them are open you know oh but they did that oh you don't get your tax deduction if you don't obey no that's not render under caesar's what is caesar's your children your soul is not the government that's yeah. about all I can really say. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I mean, that's one of the beautiful things about these shows is that if you were only on one of our shows, uh, you know, obviously you'll, you'll, you'll get some attention, but to bring so many people together, so many uh, content creators and, and people who are influential in the alternative media community, have them in on these shows create a community where we can all talk about this after in our, our personal shows and and whatnot and we also let people share these shows so everybody who's per- participates on the show gets to share it on their platform so that way it kind of spreads like wildfire so uh keeping it open source to for me is super important because it's it, the thing that is more important than any of us getting in individual clicks is getting these conversations out there. So any way we can do it, uh, it, you know, we try to do it. So, um, absolutely. Thank you so much. People like yourself. I mean, Dell big trees, has been on the show. Uh, we've had Dr. Brian hooker on, and we've had so many amazing people like yourself who are willing to put their reputations and, and so much on the line to go out of their way and, 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 spread the information and uh it's not easy it's not easy and you get a lot of backlash you get a lot of negativity you get a lot of stuff that hits you personally we've all talked to whistleblowers and been around whistleblowers we know how they can ruin your life and um you know and i know uh, steve's shaking his head because he's big into the assange thing and he he knows i've i've talked to thomas uh drake i've talked to you know all these whistleblowers i mean they they're all so important including yourself dr judy because uh it, it we all like to pretend like when the time comes oh yeah i would do this 
but we don't realize how hard it is and we should really you know appreciate the people who are willing to in some cases lose everything for the greater good and and i think that's uh that's super important yeah well fortunately i didn't you know i i mean we had there were some really horrible times in 2011 and yeah especially the day we escaped on that boat on november 9th 2011 so that's just you know thank god it was a full moon thank god you know i knew we just everything was just god sent us a life raft and all you have to do is take it and and get out of there and then figure but they were i mean there were times you know that just i'm just cussing on the floor and i'm like i'm gonna get my gun and i'm gonna kill them all and it's like no 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 that doesn't win yeah it doesn't that doesn't help then you don't you don't solve and we didn't know anything i mean we really didn't know that you know so scientists at sea is the first chapter after bobby's forward bobby kennedy's forward in in plague of corruption but it happened 10 days before I was jailed. We had no idea. I knew I was being watched. I had that sixth sense. I knew I was being followed. They were doing things like Tina Marie just said. They were trying. They were following me on the by everything we wrote in the book. <clears throat> and see, Ken Heck and Lively's an attorney. So after after I got out of jail, they said, uh, you can only talk to your attorneys um, and your family on email. You can't do any social media for five years or we'll come get you again. And, and so, um, you know, he just taped every word of it. He had me screaming in one ear and his severely injured vaccine, um, uh, in vaccine injured daughter screaming in the other ear as I drove, you know, around the highway. So my husband wouldn't hear me scream. So yeah, it's, it's, it's ugly. It's scary. It's not any fun, but, um, yeah, he said he, he, he has hearing aids, so he just turns them off. And so, yeah, so, but I mean, it's just, it's, it's not that. You know, if I'd known what was coming, I'm not sure I'd do the same thing. I probably would, but, you know, thank God I only got a little bit of it at a time, and I'm just that. You know, that's what I wrote in that that acknowledgement. I was raised by my mother, who um, was a single parent of four kids, but the, in, in, in 1968, nobody got a divorce. And so, you know, and, and she was so upset about the injustice. Why can't she sign a rent, uh, a lease for a, for a home without a man and pretending you were married? Why was that? Misog- I mean, so she was so against injustice that if you saw a bully and you did nothing, she'd kill you. So there were many times we're literally standing there trying to protect a, um, a kid from a bully. Um, and, you know, um, you're going to get the shit beat out of you. But, you know, if you go home and, and my little sister would always tell on us, if we went home and mom, mom found out that you let somebody get hurt, you did. You said nothing. That's why the most important thing about pandemic was um, the last the last thing, the, the part silence equals death. That's where we are now. If everybody does it so in HIV AIDS, they used to stand outside the meeting and say silence equals death. And I didn't understand it at the time, but boy, I do now. And that's why it's like uh, we all have to say something, you know, and they, they do those stupid little things. If you see something, say something. Well, we see something. Um, <laughs> so we have to. There's nothing else because we don't have humanity if we don't. And that's what I said on that film. And I still believe it. And, you know, thank God for all of you out there, you know, at least willing be, being willing to listen. And for Kent, for writing those books, he taped every word of that I said for hundreds of hours. He could write four or five books. Uh, absolutely. And we can't thank you enough for, for everything and for your time. 
and your incredible uh, endurance to go this long. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's awesome. I know we're all super grateful. I, I can't wait to for the, this interview to spread like wildfire and potentially get us kicked off YouTube, which is uh you know which we don't care. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, so far so good. We're still there now, so uh, hopefully some people will will, will see it on there. But uh, yeah. Right. And, yeah and and it's going to be everywhere like i said everybody participated which at some point was a lot and uh that you know we'll be sharing it uh our platform the union unwanted it will also it's on float it's on odyssey it's on all the alternative uh places bitch or wherever so uh we're going to spread this stuff this stuff's really important it's not a, and, and that's the thing that's beautiful about this community because so many of us disagree on certain specific little topics but it's not about those things it's about we're all fighting for the same thing you know it's it's uh you know it doesn't matter if you're religious or not religious it doesn't matter if you're from the left or you're from the right you know uh, at, at the end of the day we all come together because we're fighting for the right thing and the thing is those disagreements aren't important when when you know the the most important thing the big picture we are on uh, on the same team so uh, i think that's a uh, super important and, and it really shows that th that's that's something you see in the alternative media community that it, you know we don't have to nitpick this disagreement or that disagreement it's like we're on the same team and and we can all help each other and 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 that's what's what's important so charlie i know you're uh, my co-host and I, I didn't let you say too much today you you have any final thoughts I, I feel like I got uh, a couple units of college credit for sitting through this, this <laughs> lecture. This was great. I mean, I, I thought I knew who Dr. Judy was until this. Now, now I know Dr. Judy's kind of a badass. <laughs> You yeah, know, I got the badass award in 2017. <laughs> you, you kind of, I get it now. I, you deserve it. You, it takes a certain kind of person to, uh, you know, to, to un understand, you know, to go up against these people, big farm is very dangerous and they're, they're, they're not run by MDs. They're run by MBAs. You know, they're, they're all convicted felons and this is a dirty industry and people don't, they have a, they have a very different relationship with big pharma. They think of them as being the good guys, the ones that bring help when they need it. And in some cases that might be, that might be the case, but, but there is a component of it that is very dangerous and you're not allowed to talk about it, which is even more dangerous. So we all recognize that there's a problem when you can't talk about a certain subject. And regardless of how we feel in the truth community or whatever you want to call us, um, I think we all agree that we don't like people telling us what we can and can't talk about. So, so this is a, the, no, regardless of how you feel about vaccines, maybe your hot button, maybe the treatment of people that just want to talk about vaccines too, because that's a real, a real problem. So, so thanks a, a whole lot, Dr. Judy, for coming on because, um, this is a very important, you know, we can geek out about the new world order and all that stuff. And that's fun and that's fine. But the, the vaccine component is so personal and so right in front of our faces now that this has to be a priority to talk about it. And for you to, to, to invest three hours with us is just amazing. And we really do appreciate it. And thanks for coming on. Well, thank you, Charlie. Appreciate it. It was, it's fun. Always. I mean, I, I was held silence for those five years and my, I did it when I, when they, when I could talk again, my identical, my identical twin said, you asked for it. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm actually also a twin. I'm an identical twin. Yeah. Oh, this all makes a lot it of does, sense yeah. now. Hang on a second with <laughs> right. the talking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, maybe it's a, it's identical twin thing. Yes. You, I'm, it, Judy, is your uh, is your twin as talkative as you? Because mine isn't. Mine isn't as yeah. talkative as me. Oh, really? It's- yeah, she's, she's worse. I mean, she called me today because she was disgusted about all of this stuff. And she called me today and I just got to sit and listen, which is fun sometimes. So, because I don't get a word in edgewise with Julie. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you so much. And everybody who, who participates on the show, uh, Airy Bros Radio, check them out. Truthzilla, of course. Chaney, uh, your, your, uh, your podcast, you want to plug it? Oh, you're muted. It's the Idiocalypse. So it's check. like an yeah, God. No, I was just gonna say, and then it's available everywhere, also, right? Yes. Great. And then, of course, uh, Slow News Day show. Steve, thanks for being with us again and 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 joining us and and all the the work you're putting in there. Uh, I really love this community. Hopefully, everybody stays connected. We we all will will help spread this this information, and uh, and we'll we'll hopefully see some of you guys on the next one. Yeah. Be nice to see you more often. Hey, thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Take care. Thank you so much, Ricky. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.